Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's early edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brian Gleason. Back from vacation, thankfully not on a bad connection and a bad microphone. Alongside me again, as usual, is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Good evening. Or morning. Whichever time you're or listening. Or afternoon. Whatever. And with us on the line yet again is our Florida connection. And the reason we're recording early, Florida Senator Phil Jakes. Oh, how bad. Oh, there it is. Oh, this is going to be an effort. He's not in the mood today. I wonder why. This better get good. Where's the fail? I don't know. This is really good. Who said they all had to be bad? Last week's was good, too. Fair. They had me until this point. <laughs> oh, I hear it. Yeah, they had me until then. I hear it. Sometimes. Auto-tune. Yeah. See, they don't have to all be bad. Cheating motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Listen, when I record myself sucking, it's really myself sucking when I sing. I mean, oh, he qualified that. (laughs) Rating? (laughs) Rating on this gay fish with auto tune? 7.8. Not bad. That was really good. Not bad. See, sometimes I look out after you on accident. I'll give it, I'll give it the, the credit for the effort, but. It could have been way higher if it wasn't for the auto tune. Maybe they just don't believe in themselves enough, and they just feel the need to have to use it. Try harder. Maybe they're Try okay harder. without it. Who knows? Right. Maybe they just need well, a little self-esteem boost. Here's the thing: for it to sound, I've used auto tune with people that I've worked with, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but when I to. record, if you're relatively close, auto tune sounds just like that. Because it sounded legit until they got really pitchy, mm-hmm. and that's where that's where you get what you hear in like rap songs and all this bullshit. That's where all that comes from. God. Is they purposely get off of what auto tune can do to throw it off and make it sound bad. And this person just at it, that point sucked bad enough that it didn't work anymore. It went off tune. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but. T-Pain is pretty awesome, let's be honest. It, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it sounded like someone was punching him in his Adam's apple while he was singing. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, where's that going? All right, so anyway, there's your uh, music industry insight with Phil. Um, anyway, we usually start our episodes off with personal updates. Now, 
I got a hectic week ahead of uh, me, at least, because I, again, last week, if you did, if you actually heard the episode, because I have no idea how it came out, because I just kind of front and backed it and shoved it on the internet. How are we not canceled? I don't even know how we're still Why? here right now. We tried really hard. Oh, yeah, our fans aren't assholes. That's true. I mean, we didn't try that hard. There was no... No, you bleeped it out and left it up to everybody's imagination, because you never actually said it. Nope. And if you filled in the blanks with something bad, then that's your fault, and you're the racist. There you go. Um, so anyway, <laughs> um, we didn't try that hard. You know, we we weren't. I'll just try harder next time. Anyway. Yeah, we had some we good, have... good ratings on that one. But Jesus, I got a You got really, a week. I have a busy week. I have a busy August. You. Because, good Lord, I mean, the first week of August was pretty normal. Second week, I'm on vacation. I'm out of state for seven days. I'm gone. And then it's like, oh, by the way, uh, Whalen Mod Tour is coming to Thompson on August 16th, and you're going to have like two days to get your car ready when you come back from vacation. Great. So now you have stress on vacation because now you got to get back home. Yeah. I have to clean up my, well, work when I get back there. Then I, I only go in for one day, and then I'm off again. And then I go back for the rest of the week after racing. And then the week after that, I'm having LASIK surgery. So I'm out yet another hey, week Brent. in August. <laughs> hey, hey, Brent. What? Do you see yourself coming into work next the week after you race? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I love a bad joke. I love it. Oh, Chip. Oh, I'm going to have an eye surgery. I can't see myself coming in this week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like a vaudeville act over here. Fucking dad jokes. <laughs> but no, it's, you know, I'm kind of excited about that. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, you still have some kind of, you know, it's trepidation going on about it. So, but I, these guys probably have done thousands of them and they seem just fine with it. And every single person I've ever talked to says, you'll never regret it. So, what is it? Like a laser? Apparently, they take and they cut your cornea off your eye after numbing it and, like, flap it open and then shoot laser beams into your eyes and fix what's wrong with it and then flap it back down, throw some... What if you blink? Will the laser shoot through your eyelids? No, it's not that kind of laser. <laughs> if it was that kind of laser, it would just burrow through my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a lightsaber. Like Superman. Yeah, right? But, Jesus. I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be weird. To not have glasses because I've had glasses since I was, I think, eight years old. And I turned 40 this year. And I I reached a point in my life and I'm like, I don't, I'm sick of having to reach for my vision. And if my glasses fall off my end table, off my bed or, you know, in the bathroom or whatever when I'm taking a shower, I can't find them. And I need them to see. And if they break and I'm at work or something, how the hell do I get home? You know, so it's like I'm really just sick of it. So, yeah, again, (laughs) after numerous times of me needing to come home and not being able to get there. To what you're saying, too, like I also wear glasses and I wear contacts, and when I race, I typically wear contacts. And last year, I had a contact physically come out of my eye while I was racing. Yes. So I ran the last 40 laps of a 75-lap race. I uh, ended up having to go a lap down because I just couldn't fucking see where I was going. Yeah. And it's just, 
it's miserable when you have to depend on something like that. So I, I agree. And, and it's definitely, it's something I'm looking at when I turned 40 as well. I, I raced with contacts as well, Phil, and one of them fell out during the race and, uh, it was a heat race and I ended up spinning Tony LaFoe out. So <laughs> in the heat race at Waterford, and then I have to awkwardly go up to him. Listen, I'm sorry. My contact lights fell out. My bad. And he talked about it in victory. Lane. Like, he won the race that night actually, which is kind of funny. I'm like, and I got goes, spares, but like, he's like, yeah, I got spun out in the heat race, and, and you know, the guy's contact lens fell out and everything, you know, and blah, blah, but we're back in victory lane. You know, so I was like, okay, at least he understood. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I, it, you know, I've never used contacts in my life. I'm like, you know what? If a contact can fall out, my glasses can fall off. And racing street stocks with glasses is like, uh, I don't know, man, you're playing with fire. Because you get hit every five seconds. I've been and, hit so uh, hard and that they've fallen off my face as I've driven. Yeah. And I have to like, I, fumble down and do it at speed to go back up. Yeah. My first race ever, I, I ran with glasses. I tape them to my face now. Yeah. Well, my first race ever in my car, I ran with glasses, and that was a mistake. I got spun by Nick Bendiak while we were missing a wreck. Like, I got kind of chopped across his nose or whatever, and, like, I got hit. And it just knocked my glasses straight out of my helmet. So yeah. then I had to try and find them. On the floor. Yeah. While and you're getting, buckled in. And was... they're getting scratched up and everything is getting yeah. ruined. Well, while I'm trying to still save the car through the grass and not hit the fucking light poles on the infield. Yeah. yeah. And you can't see them coming. That's scary. Yeah. It's just. That's frightening. I've I've reached the point where I've had enough. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. Hey. I want to at least. I just want to enjoy my life. You know what I mean. This is a quality of life thing. I just want to enjoy my life. I know I'm going to have to go on Amazon and buy a dozen safety glasses for the garage now because I'm going to need that because I've been wearing them my whole life. So now I'm going to have to put them back on when I go in there. But that's going to be an adjustment. That's okay though. Um, safety squint. Yeah, that's not going to be enough. <laughs> it's not going to be enough. Uh, so I mean, whatever. This is hopefully, hopefully going to be my last race with glasses this Wednesday at Thompson. And uh, if anybody's interested in going to that, I actually have the schedule up here. It is, again, August 16th. Let's see here. We got, if you're going to race, haulers go in at 1 o'clock. So be there early because uh, you got to be there for, you know, 3.45 when, or a 3. Three two thirty? No, two thirty is practice. Okay, there it is. I got half the screen cut off here, so I can't read and it. That so. line gets long. Do they still? Do they still park you guys like by division? Most of the yeah yeah they do. I was going to say most of the that. time, but no, they do. They park us by division. Hopefully, you know the tour usually doesn't screw us up with how we park if it's just a single tour night. But if it's like Icebreaker or World Series, they park us out and um, fuck you land which is um, behind the mountain or on the grass in the backstretch where you can't get your truck out because it's all mud. Right. Yeah. Or race car. Yeah, I the can't get my race car out either. filled in with tires covered in dirt. Right. Because, you know, apparently we don't own $75,000 race cars, so we're not good enough to park, even though we bring the best car counts and have the most excitement. That barred, you know, barring all that, uh, we're scum when it comes to uh, race promoters. So... Yeah, there's that. Okay, so let's see here. Practice ends 3:45. Heats are out at f- heats. This is important for the fans. Heats are at 5:30. 
they want to see if they can get features out by six. I doubt it, but they're only running four divisions of heats. And given the car counts lately, well, there's a good possibility that could happen. Mm. So plan on at least being there if you're a fan before six o'clock. Uh, they want to try to run time trials at 620. I doubt it because they're trying to squeeze the mini stock and sportsman features in before that. Doubt that's going to happen. Yeah, by 620. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Uh, they're either going to have to push that back or go in front of us. Uh, let's see. The tour is going to be signing autographs at 715. They're going to run the late model feature. Then at 745, because of time for um, television, because the NASCAR Will and Modified Tour is always on Flow Sports, or Flow Racing, I should say. I don't know if they're going to televise the whole thing, because usually when they come in for the tour, they only do the tour. That was um, going to be my question is... Is the whole thing going to be on flow? I'm. This is my prediction. I'm just going to say it's probably just going to be the tour. Yeah, probably. Yeah, unfortunately. But it, it is the tour, and it is Thompson, and they're both like peanut butter and jelly. You got to come out and watch. Um, Question. For, oh, go ahead. Did you talk to Connor yet and see if what what's going on? Oh, with Speed I did. 51? I did not shoot him a message. No. Yeah, maybe we'll do that next week. I forgot to. Yeah, do it next week. Uh, but anyway, admission prices forty five bucks to get in the front gate, fifty five for pit tickets. You're watching the tour. They got a cover purse and they're leasing the track. It's not the actual track putting this on. So thirty bucks for kids twelve and under though. So that'll help a little bit if you're uh, coming in the pits. Ten bucks if you're going in the front gate for uh, kids 12 to 6, or 6 to 12, I should say. Kids under 5 are free. That's cool. Um, that's what you got to do. You got to price it down a little bit. But anyway, back to my updates. Got a lot to do. Still got to – I haven't done anything. I have to push the bumper out because I tagged the wall coming out of 2, and I bent the bumper in a little bit. And I don't run as many supports like I used to to try to keep the rear clip in a you know straight line, and that's fine. I'd rather sacrifice a bumper. I got the oil changed. I looked at the ignition because I thought that the timing might have been kind of wacky. We'll check the timing later, but I got that swapped over. We're changing setup. I got the old crew chief telling me or texting me setups there. I got Joe Brockett texting me setups. Hey, do this, do that. Okay, sir. So I got that in the car right now. And listen. I am listening. Yes. I'm doing exactly what he says. My man. And uh, just cleaning it up, going over it. He will be very happy to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just doing what he says. I'm trying to learn, you know, and and make sure I don't have the same bad habits as I used to. So uh, he's trying to break me of those bad habits, and uh, we're gonna get there eventually. I think we we made strides last week, and uh, this week is gonna add a couple more things in that I think we were missing. Hopefully, it works out. We'll see. Obviously, the tour rubber sucks, but I think we'll be all right. And uh, well, he has he's got a good setup for the tour rubber. Yeah, I agree. And hopefully... Because you don't get front grip or rear grip. <laughs> I usually don't have that anyway. But late models on the back burner, obviously, because I've been gone for a whole week and it's just sat in the trailer collecting some dust and spiders. But hopefully that'll be back in the shop. We'll have another month between uh, this race and the next one. Hopefully I can get some stuff done. I want to do a lot to that car. The body's completely off it. If you watched my videos over at youtube.com slash Brent Gleason, go subscribe there if you haven't already. Uh, we've been working on it here and there. Obviously, it's nice to have a car that is turnkey. That is... <laughs> so, 
You said heck you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said get wrecked. Oh, get wrecked. I yeah, said get wrecked, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Revved it up at him. <laughs> that thing revs so fast, it's just fun to rev. Oh, it's nice. It's yeah, like, it's rah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I want to get the thing. That little clutch. Oh, it's got that little seven and a quarter clutch, tw- a twin disc in it. Uh, oh god, yeah, that's what my six oh two sounds like. That I'm like, really? Yeah, and I got the six oh three with the uh, upgraded valve springs and a little more compression, and you know, rocker studs and you know, Scorpion rockers in it and stuff. So, um, whatever's allowed, I guess it's got it in it. So Your, yours probably's got an actual chunk to the idle. Actually, you know, you'd be surprised. I bet you if I put my other carburetor on, it would. Uh, this one was built, I think the carburetor was probably built by, uh, I want to say Nat and it was probably built probably. with, probably with the engine, but I've got my other crate carb that's on the sportsman that has a little bit of thump to it. And I think it's a little bit better, but, uh, we'll see. I mean, we got a lot to do to this car, just so much to do. I mean, I want to, I, I want to go through and just kind of keep it simple for now. I don't want to start hacking things off that I don't need to for now. I want to just try to get the thing going and see what it wants. Uh, I got to get the seat in it somehow. I got to get belts in it, but that'll come when we're going to race it. Uh, I want to put a more safe fuel cell in it. I don't want that spun plastic jazz fuel cell in it, especially with a car that's going to fold the rear up. I want to spend a little bit of extra money and put you know a nice fuel safe or ATL or something. No, kind that of... car sucks to get in and out of right now. Yeah, Schultz. So, so imagine trying to get out of it with there's a fire and you've been wrecked hard. You're going, Ugh, trying yeah. to get your wind back. Yeah, exactly. Trying to get so everything back. That's another thing I got to do. There's a headache bar that somebody put in that's right in the middle of the freaking window, and I'm like, no, no, I can't get in or out of the damn car. So I'm cutting that and moving it back so that I can fit in the car without sacrificing safety. And I might add one more bar behind my head just in case the car gets turned over. It'll hold it up a little bit better. And uh, just got to go through everything again. Brakes, exhaust needs to be rebuilt. That'll be a fun episode. I got all the stuff to do that, make it uh, legal again. And God, I mean, just everything. I want to refresh the motor. I want to put new valve springs in it, give it an oil change, check the plugs, you know, go through the ignition, just... I got to refresh everything. So it's, I got to build bumper bars for the front. Again, I could, I could go on all day about all the stuff that the car needs to do, but for right now it's turnkey. You know, the brakes, I quote unquote rebuilt them, but you know, they need bleeding a little bit more. I mean, just it, it's a never ending list. And, uh, hopefully, hopefully the sportsman starts coming around because that eh, I might just, pull the trigger on it and say maybe it's going to be up for sale if anybody comes around with the right amount of money and maybe it's going to go away uh, and I'll just jump in both feet with this car and race it part-time somewhere not sure just at least you know get the experience and say that I got to do it at some point and hopefully hopefully it works out I'd love to see what I can do in one that's pretty much the only reason I got one and the price was right for what I got. So, well, and the thing too is, even if you sell your car, continue on with this car, put this car together, update it as you need, get it, get some speed in it. Mm-hmm. At some point, if you want to sell it and maybe drop back down to a street stock, you're not having fun or it's too much money or something. 
you've got resale value now in a late model instead of another street stock. So Right. So it's not a big deal, you know. Yeah, and it's a very universal car across many tracks. Yeah. Which is nice, you know. I I think the ACT has something really good going for it with their rules package. They got a lot of different yep. stuff that you can do to the cars, a lot of different shocks that are affordable, a lot of different engine packages that are still pretty affordable. Uh, a lot of stuff that's kind of not as affordable, but as somebody who can do everything himself, it drops it back into a more affordable range, but it's still pretty pricey. And again, I'm not, I don't think I'm really in the position to race full time again. And uh, unless somebody else owned the car and I could just kind of work on it here and there and, and get it ready and they fund it. Otherwise, I don't really think that I can still go and do it full time anymore just because that's called the dream <laughs> that is a dream right now <laughs> that's the dream to i think i think you could get away with running thompson if they do a five or a six race schedule again i think that's fair yeah i mean i would love to if we you know if we could race the late model at thompson like we are now you know like with what thompson's doing now i would do that i would come back and just race Thompson with the late model. Maybe I would go run the uh, Northeast Classic at New Hampshire if they do that again. If we can put money together for that or sponsorship or whatever. Oh man, that would that would be fun. But God, I would never do that. <laughs> Jesse, as, did as, as much fun <laughs> as it would be, you fuck up, you're losing a car. Well, I mean, what do you think at Thompson too? You know. <laughs> for, for, well, I know, but like I've wrecked really hard, like. I probably top 10 hits in the last 10, 15 years at that track was uh, turn one in 2018. That was that was a big one. That shut the crowd up for a second. I mean, Jesse's, so, Jesse's written off cars at Thompson. Oh, yeah. Jesse wrote off you know. a couple in the past 10 years, too. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's probably got Ooh. spot one in, too. I have at least two or three career-ending wrecks there. <laughs> yeah, like I said, that's a maybe though. Oof. That that whole idea with Northeast Classic, that's a maybe just to say that I did it. But yeah. again, that's if I really wanted to, I and hopefully they come back to Thompson, I would just go do that just because it's my wheelhouse and uh or if they don't, maybe I'll, you know, put the car together and run a handful of ACT races from the area. You know, if they go to Stafford, I'll go there. If they go to Seekonk, at least I got gears. I can go there. You know, Waterford. just Waterford, piddle around. At least I know what gears I would need for that track, too. And, you know, just easy little stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of plans in the pipeline, but not a lot of time. And, again, if the right price were to come my way, maybe the street stock would go away. So uh, it is, thankfully, Stafford, Waterford, Seekonk, Thompson, Legal, and it's got really really good stuff in it just needs a setup that's all just needs a I'll setup I'll tell you from experience the best thing I've ever done in my racing career is buy a car that I can go to different tracks and race with a series or race on a local level with just the regular joes or you know the the sportsman is almost the exact same car as what you have now and I don't know. I'm excited to see what you can do in the thing. I think you're going to be 
pretty quick right out the gate. I I've always wanted to do it. It was a dream to just move up and and run late models just as a short track guy and you know, cuz I could never afford a modified, let's be honest, but this is basically I think about it now, it's like, oh, it's kind of a modified with vendors. If you look at the parts that's involved, it's like, whoops. Look at the pictures <laughs> I sent sent of mine with the body off right now. But at least at least it's got fenders and you can build it out a little bit to protect them just a little. But I mean, nobody really wants to make that much body contact with these cars regardless because you're you're gonna bend a lot of stuff and you don't want to do that. So You're still gonna lean on each other a little bit. Oh, for sure, but like you know, when you're looking at a hood and the hood is 350 bucks now, it's like, oh, great. I, uh, I'll i just order two uh, Bondo kits from Walmart, or, uh, from Amazon that are fiberglass repair kits, and we'll just put a video together on this one. Plastic fenders and quarter panels, if you can. I actually have a spare body with the car that came with a different roof that accepts plastic quarters and i have a set of plastic quarters awesome and i'm like do i put the fiberglass stuff on for the first race just because i have it or do i just go straight to plastic quarters i'm like eh, plastic quarters i feel like the plastic quarters you and i were talking about it earlier but like it took me a while to get go from a metric car into one of these it's like 16 inches wider well, your, your car is. You I don't just know about don't mine. know where the wall is. Your car's probably got a 76-inch track tread width. I think it's 72 or something like that, or 74. I can't, well, I can't remember which one it is. I'd have to relook it up. I think mine's 76 center to center. Mine's yeah, you only use fiberglass. You only use fiberglass if, if you're desperate to come back for next week and you don't have the parts in it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'd have to look at what mine is. 76 doesn't sound right cuz I know the car doesn't fit. Yeah, my car barely, barely fits in the trailer, barely. And I don't even have the body on it yet, but it the wheels barely fit in that trailer and I'm like, this is going to be a squeeze. You're probably just as wide as we are. What what's your uh what are your offsets? Uh, I forget what the hell they are. I'd have to look, but I think there's a rule for it. I haven't looked for it yet. It might be centered. I'm not even sure. Uh, but I know you just got to meet track with at this point. Um, again, I got to look it all back up. But If you're centered, you're... It's like a four. Three inches. Yeah, you're three inches narrower than me. Yeah, it might be a four or three inch offset. I can't really remember. Nobody quote me on that. I'll know by the time yeah. you hear the show. So I have the ACT rule book on my phone, just on a tab on my Google Chrome, so I can go look it up. But um, yeah, they're fu- they're fun car. I drove on once. They're fun cars to drive. You'll you're gonna have a lot of fun on the damn thing. Yeah, because I'm used to driving garbage. You know, I'm used to driving cars that aren't supposed to do what we're doing with them. And right. uh, now I'm gonna be getting into a car that was literally built to do this and i'm gonna be like wow this is actually easier than i thought so you know that's the other thing is going into one of those and this could get into a really long discussion but going into one of those like how you break down a corner changes and you you talk about landing and how the car turns at center and if it numbs out or you know what it does when you get back to the throttle is it feels so different the car gives you so much different feedback yeah yeah, it's going to be a completely different thing, but I think it's something that I'm well prepared for given my Sensory history. Overload. Yeah, given my history and what cars I've driven in the past, so 
I, I think if you can drive a street stock, you can drive anything because they are awful to drive. But once you get <laughs> once you get used to it, they are a lot of fun and they do not handle like they should. So yeah, I'm interested. I can't wait. It's going to be a great time. So again, a lot of work to do, a lot of work going on, and uh, a lot less time than I usually have to do it. So tomorrow, luckily, we're sh- recording the show a day early, and uh, I'm going to have all day tomorrow at least to get it ready, and then Tuesday when I get home from work, we can finish it up. And I should have plenty of time, barring any sort of absolute catastrophe that I run into. And hopefully everybody comes out on Wednesday to Thompson. That'd be great. Anyway, who's next? That was a long. <laughs> I, I went to New Smyrna and we got a pair of third places with Daniel Webster and the super late model and Tim Sozio and the sportsman. Congratulations. And it, and it didn't rain. That's really about it. That's, nope. that's, yeah, it didn't rain. I thought <laughs> that place had always rained when you go there. That's all right. It was like me Fucking on vacation. <laughs> the very The very first speed weeks I ever raced there, uh, it rained and everybody's like, why is it raining? Hmm. It's February. Yeah, what the hell? It should be snowing. Oh, wait, it's Florida. No, it doesn't. Hardly ever rains in Florida at that time of year. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know when it rains. I just thought it rained all the time. No. No, we we do have a very dry season and a cold season, believe it or not. People will think I'm crazy for saying that. They probably go in, or coincide with each other. No, I don't know. <laughs> So anyway, Jesse, you any? No. <laughs> I knew before I asked. All right. There's our updates for this week. Hopefully everybody comes out again, like I said, to Thompson. I think we should just go on and uh, waltz right into the second segment of the show because people enjoy the second segment of the show. And that is the DARF comment of the week. to not have to hear it over a cell phone connection. Nice just to work. <laughs> oh yeah, it's working this week. It's working this it's week. Nice for there not to be a 30 second delay. For once, my internet's actually cooperating this week. We're doing right. it right. All right. For this week's Darf comment of the week, it pertains to the cup race that we just watched literally a couple hours ago. That yeah. was run on the Indianapolis road course, which to me, if you race on the Indianapolis road course and not the Indianapolis oval, you might as well be kissing your sister. Well, they're testing on Monday. Which is good. I know they're going to at least have a tire test. Make sure the damn tire falls off because they can shift. So that would be nice. Um, yeah, I'm interested. I'm very interested in seeing them go back to the Oval. I don't feel like they should have ever left the Oval because fans are idiots, and that's why we have a second segment of the show. Don't listen to them. Anyway, this week's Darf Comment of the Week comes from a Z tweet. I'm just going to keep calling them tweets just because this X thing is stupid, but whatever, I don't care. R- brand your business however you'd they're, like. They're called posts. That's what Facebook calls posts. them, too. That's not really... No, Facebook is comments. I thought Facebook. Well, what do you was, do on Facebook? I thought you post. Do you post things? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Right, you post things on Facebook. You post things on this. Whatever. I haven't even gone through their new their new Twitter. I, th- I, th- rep- I thought Facebook was stupid to rebrand it into Meta. Now you you're even dumber for for rebranding yeah, Twitter. You X. Posts on Facebook too. Yeah, you're right. And then there's 
Threads, which I've never even looked at. I'm so not interested. I'm, I'm like, that's interested. just Twitter. I'm not, not interested. It's, it's just the Twitter same with thing. more censorship. Why would I do that? Then Instagram is just pictures. So I'm like, okay, there's some merit. Well, anyway, we might as well move on. All right. So this comes from a tweet, which I'm going to keep calling it tweets because it still says twitter.com. Yeah, just tweet it. Uh, it comes from somebody called, well, it comes from a post off of someone's post, I suppose. This person named Justin Champagne, at Champagne Racin, not Racing, Racin. He posted a gif of a very angry shirtless man pounding on a bed. And it says, NASCAR fans when there's a clean race instead of a wreck fest. He should say new NASCAR fans, but he didn't. Okay. Uh, so anyway, I'm like, okay, well, I agree with that because new fans are idiots. Yeah. And they've ruined the sport. But the Darf comment of the week comes from that. It comes as a comment to this or a reply or whatever you want to call it. Again, I don't care. From someone named Ben, whose profile picture is the ocean, uh, at underscore, that's a good one, start off with one, at underscore bwood12 on Zitter. (laughs) He replies to this by saying, that ain't it, man. It's not about Rex. It's about the side-by-side restarts and intensity. There's a series for this type of snooze fest, and it's called F1. And while I slightly agree with you about this... It's not bad. No, but it it typifies all the things that are wrong with the new fans. They want stage breaks because they can't handle watching organic racing. They want this type of stuff. They want the gimmicks. They want it to make racing more exciting because they're not interested in making racing... They want sports entertainment, not an yes. actual contest. But they don't want to actually admit to that. Oh, okay. That's what I'm trying to get at. They want the excitement, but they don't want to admit that they want it fabricated into excitement. I want it fabricated, but don't make it look fabricated. Now, okay. Yeah. Um, get the music ready. Again, this was <laughs> a, this was as organic a race as I've seen in a long time, and wasn't it kind of refreshing? It well, I mean, it's still it was very much like the IndyCar race. Yeah. Because the IndyCar race ended the same way. Is he going to get run down by second place? And they were absolutely hammering to catch them as well. And second place was running him down, and you are clenched. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, is he actually going to get there? Yeah. Is Jay Selly going to get there? Is he going to get there? He needs to get into playoffs. He needs in, to win to get in, and is he going to get there? Now, in my mind, we're going to go deep on this one a little bit. We'll talk about the race later, but yeah. in my mind, That's these the races... Line that these races that don't have these kinds of stage breaks, the entire team matters so much more. Because you look at Daniel Suarez. Yeah. Look at how fast he was. Great point. Late in the race, one error on his pit stop. They ran over. Yeah, they ran over their dick. Yeah. McDowell's (laughs) team, let's be fair. Spoiler alert, Michael McDowell won. Um, We'll get into it later. Duh. You should know if you're listening to this show. But they are a smaller team. Let's be fair. They're like a B or C level team. Have to rent their own pit crew. Right. They have to rent pit crews. And they're not going to get an A level pit crew. No. They're not going to get A level engineers. They're a two car team. And they literally just re signed their drivers, which are Michael McDowell and what's his face? <laughs> See, I don't even Todd remember. Gilliland? That's Todd Gilliland. the guy. Yeah, I knew it was a legacy, but I'm like, yeah. wait, who's in that car this yeah, year? Yeah, it's Todd Gilliland. Yeah. yeah. They just resigned both really the guys. call that a legacy? 
I mean, David Tec- was. Well, I mean, so is Brad Keselowski. Yeah. I mean, you know. Technically, if your dad <laughs> raced and yeah. now you race, you, you're a legacy. You know, Brad Keselowski. I mean, you missed yeah. the joke. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you because he's not that good. He wasn't that good. Hey, but hey. Yeah, he, he was terrible. No, but um, David actually ran cup. <laughs> what? I don't remember uh, Bob ever racing cup, did he? Unless he had a couple little starts here and there. Not much. On his own? Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, not much cup at all. No. I'm pretty sure Bob never really did a lot of cup stuff. But, I mean, Top it was a lot easier to do cup in the 80s than it was... You know, yeah. later on when Ta- or, uh, David ran it, yeah, because it was very close. But anyway, getting I mean, back, Ronnie to- Thomas was a legacy. Yeah, and you can't call that one a legacy. Much of one either. Jay no. Thomas was a poor dude. He wasn't. He didn't have a lot of good equipment. But again, you're watching yeah. a team that has to have everything go right, and they have to execute perfectly, and they have to have a driver who is actually capable of racing hard and winning. Everything had to go right for them to win that race. If there's stage breaks, does he win that race outright? Don't know. I don't know either because then they would tighten the field up and he might have gotten turned around on one of them ridiculous-ass restarts that they didn't need to have. They right. don't wad up enough. Oh, they didn't wad up enough cars for the fans, so you're upset about it? Oh, we needed like five green-white checkers and 15 cars to wreck and make them look like fucking idiots we needed, for them to be happy. We needed Joey Logano to bury it down in the turn 117 wide. Yeah. Hail Satan! 15 more times. Yeah. Bob, like, Bob Keselowski attempted two cup races in his career, one in 87, one in 94. He only made the race in 94. Like I said, I guarantee okay. it was very small. <laughs> <laughs> and he finished forty first, which means he he ran like ten laps and quit, yeah, because of some issue. But anyway, like I said, with seventeen. <laughs> oh, I was close. Um, but like I said, it. this is the problem with modern NASCAR fans. They came to the sport because they thought that it was some kind of WWE bullshit, like manufactured excitement. You're losing all the fans like us that care about organic racing. I watched that whole damn race today. I didn't care that it ran green to checkered because I know that sometimes, well, essentially green to checkered. They had one caution on lap two, but essentially green to checkered. I didn't care because you know why? Because that happens sometimes. And if you don't want to watch that, wait till next week when they're at Watkins Glen and they're going to just wreck everybody in turn one every freaking lap. It's going to yin and yang. It's going to be that way. So for, don't sit here and call the race boring or a snooze fest or whatever because it was organic and it actually ran all the way through. Shut up. It doesn't need to be manufactured entertainment. Formula One, if this was a Formula One race, you would have watched Max Verstappen win by an entire lap, and that's boring. This race, you saw an underdog come from behind and dominate in a fashion in which he never does before and a team that executed absolutely perfectly and you watched a guy who's absolutely desperate to make it into the playoffs because he had some stupid thing happen like he went snowboarding you like saw a Horatio Alger novel unravel yeah. everything in front of everyone's eyes the underdog yeah and you call this boring? Come and on, the what juggernaut, the, fuck? the juggernaut was running him down from behind. How is that boring? <laughs> I loved the finish of this race. I was cheering the whole time, like go get a Mikey, it's win like, one for God. Yeah, 
It's like Rocky the- too. Is Apollo Creed going to knock out Rocky uh, with the fight? Yeah. Is he going to knock out Rocky? No. You know, Michael, do it. Michael McDowell is a good, honest Christian boy, and I'm glad he won. And you know what? I don't care that it had no cautions. And I don't care about the race fans who don't know anything about racing and just care about it for the excitement instead of the competition. Therefore, Ben and all the rest of you who think think the exact same way. Well, it is B. Wood, so let's just pause on that one. Um, At underscore B. Wood 12. You and everyone like you win our DARF comment of the week for trying to dumb down racing and may God have mercy on your pathetic souls. Kill yourself. How dare you? That's really hard to do off the cuff, I'll be honest. I didn't write it this week. You meant it, though. It was from the heart. you feel. Yeah. I love that song. All right, we actually get to do this this week. News we missed from last week be, uh, because we released the show too early, also known as Not So News. We released it earlier this week. We actually released it much earlier this week. My apologies to everybody, including Sean, our Seacon correspondent, Adam Gato, who calls into the show, and pretty much anybody else who is going to call in on Monday. Sorry. <laughs> But anyway, moving on to the uh, Noah Gregson saga, because more came out from last week. A report came out earlier uh, that Legacy Motor Club had released Noah Gregson from the 42 ride on Tuesday after suspending him for allegedly liking an internet meme. Uh, Following that, there were reports to the contrary, so I had no clue what was going on. Uh, Personally, at the time, I thought that if they were going to release him, I thought figured the team was looking for an excuse to get rid of him due to lack of performance and other reasons behind the scenes that I will not go into because they are completely unfounded. Um, apparently, I have to bring this up as well, internet-based, and I'm putting this in air quotes, news site, the front stretch, admitted to breaking that news of said indiscretion to Legacy Motor Club, as in they ratted him out to his own team in order to create a story. Are they the whistleblowers? Yes. Burn them. Front Stretch did that. Burn them to the ground. I'm announcing it here. I've never liked Front Stretch anyway. Front Stretch is... What the hell did I compare them to? They're like the TMZ of of friggin'... Not even TMZ, because TMZ actually is credible sometimes. They're Diet Dr. Pibb. Um, I was calling... Diet Mr. Pibb. Oh, Deadspin. Yeah, I was calling them the Deadspin of racing. Ugh, that's a... Yeah, that's that's a yuck. Yeah. That's a ugh. Um, Legacy Motor Club was unaware of it at the time when Front Stretch dimed out uh, Gregson for this quote-unquote indiscretion. Later in the week, however, it was reported that he had requested a release from his contract and it was granted on Thursday. Now, Jesse has more on this because it's th- this kind of news is actually reaching like not sports media yeah different um different yeah alternative media pundit outlets yeah uh one uh anthony cumia of the anthony cumia show former uh, formerly of opie and anthony yeah formerly of opie and anthony he's been doing this show actually longer than really than he ever went with i opie. thought they were going yeah. a long time well time flies i suppose yeah it's been a long time yeah he's yeah. been canceled a couple times 
Well, he owns his own media outlet now, and so they can't do that anymore. So, yeah, no, uh, it's a great show, uh, the Anthony Cumbie show. They they actually, on their latest show on Thursday, they had a little uh, segment on it. I'd like to replay that segment. It's only going to be a few minutes long. So, If you need to get a drink, get one now, but yes. I'm talking to the people hosting this show. Yeah, like yeah, but it's actually a good listen. So here, I'm going to press play. Let's see what his opinion yeah. is. Noah uh, Gregson, um, there he is suspended and i guess he's still suspended uh i can't imagine they're not going to fire this guy yeah, this was on thursday cast him, uh, off from a nascar uh his crime his crime was liking not posting not reposting clicking that little heart that little i like that on a meme about george floyd under the knee, under the knee. <laughs> Don't replay our song. No, I'm not, not saying Not only is it stupid, it's <laughs> hilarious. It is both, isn't it? Uh, yeah, he liked that. He saw it. It gave him a chuckle. He probably heard the song in his head, as we all do. You, you read that and you, you do it as under the knee. You go like, all right, that's funny. Jesse, don't. <laughs> George Floyd's that. Uh... He likes it and is now the Ku Klux Klan, Hitler, all wrapped into one. The worst possible person ever needs to be suspended from NASCAR and probably fired. Uh, I just don't get it. I really don't get it. I, hey, I like that. Well, who, who cares? Is that advocating anything? It's just, yeah, I found it funny. Why? I should hide that I found it funny? Uh, I liked it. Oh, I should hide that? Why? Um, so, uh, of course, thank God he did not apologize. Because when you apologize, that... Hold. hold. Wait. Oh, this just coming in. Oh, he did indeed apologize. Don't. It's, it's with these people! Don't apologize. Don't ever apologize. Oh, where's his apology? There it is. <laughs> They're replaying the uh, pundits, Brad Doherty, Dale Jarrett, reacting to the news on NBC Sports. Accept not accept. And this is unacceptable. And so you applaud them on that. The thing I hope, though, that comes from this is that Noah has a great opportunity, which he will, to learn from this. And he oh, will grow from shut this. up. So I'm pulling for Noah in the long run, but the consequences will be very, very stern and very, very difficult. Yeah, Brad, we're all held accountable for each and every day of our life, each and every second that yeah. goes by. And I think this is something that all of us, including Noah, can learn a valuable lesson from and move forward. With social justice. Oh, dude, dude. First of all, that guy that was just talking has dropped more N-bombs in his fucking life. NASCAR old dude. Dale Jarrett. Yeah, yeah. Dale Jarrett. He is fucking... Uh, here it is. Uh. Okay, he says, um, I am disappointed in myself for my lack of attention and actions on social media. I understand the severity I don't think Noah wrote of it. this situation. Probably not. I love and appreciate Everyone, I try to treat everyone equally. 
no matter who they are. I messed up plain and simple. Whew. Uh, how deep, how deep was his heart when he, he felt that apology? I didn't see that it was a heartfelt, I deeply apologize. That apology was pretty shallow. You have to be deeply sorry from the bottom of my heart and then, you know, go on from there. But he didn't seem uh, very apologetic. Uh, and those three douchebags sitting at that table. We could learn something from this. What are you going to learn? To hide the fact that you found something funny? To be completely dishonest about how you feel personally about things and things you find entertaining? Is there a treasure for justice? Things you read on a daily basis that you might have liked? In my uh, if it doesn't agree with the agenda of, of who you work with? So lying... Lying, being dishonest to yourself and everyone else out there is more important than, uh, what, a goofy meme about a fucking dead criminal? Ugh. Disgusting. Disgusting. Add a few more syllables to that. I think your connection's broken up. No, no, that, that's, that's just him doing it. That's him doing it. Yeah, I, <laughs> but that's I, I uh, that's the world I we know. live in. This, so that's that's. Uh, I think it was put well, really nicely. Something to think about, at least. I mean, we're not going to go into the idiosyncrasies of exactly what the, occurred when this man died, but I don't, you know, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at this point. So I think it's just one of those things that we wanted to point out that there's other news out there than just the NASCAR world. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's when it's covered everywhere, when it's reaching people who aren't sports people, I mean. Yeah. No. Yeah. Talk. Great about show, it. by the way. Great. Yeah, it was. Great yeah, show. it's a good show. It's funny. All right. Anyway, so yeah, um, Phil looks like he wants to say something, but uh, no? no. Okay. Um, I don't know where he lands from here. I don't know what NASCAR has in store for him because I know that he's still technically he's pretty well suspended. fucked for a while. So more in that when it comes, I guess. Yeah, I mean, this kid, I mean, Kyle Larson. <laughs> yeah, at least he, he had a sprint card world to dominate and come back from. Yeah, he dropped a hard R and then licked boot until they said, you're worthy of coming back. Well, and he was also too good to pass up. He won 300 races or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah, but Noah's got a fleet of sponsors that comes with him. So depending yeah. on, you know, if they stay with him, He's going to be attractive to some team. Maybe I honestly think he's going to end up back at JRM. I've heard that Brandon Jones is going to go back to Joe Gibbs. He's got so, the money to do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, then potentially there's two seats open at JRM again. Who's I mean, going to fill that SVG and yeah, there's, there's plenty of room in Xfinity. I can absolutely guarantee you that one thing happened that week. There was a delay in him being released because he says, hang on a minute, I need to work this out with you know, contract stuff and my team. And he went and just called all of his sponsors and said, hey, you know, you guys are pretty loyal to me. Um, you want to go somewhere else? Because he's got sponsors that he attracted. Mm -hmm. 
And I can rattle them all off, but I'm not gonna. But I guarantee you, he's the one who brought all those sponsors, and he's the one who attracted them, because if you look at the car that he had back in Junior Motorsports, they were all pretty much his, and they were tied to him. I hope they go with him. And uh, I guarantee you, he was making phone calls with those sponsors and saying, hey, um, this place sucks, and uh, I'm not interested in what they do here, or their team dynamic, or whatever they, you know socially do so why don't we go somewhere else and i would not be surprised if he landed back in xfinity and frankly back with junior motorsports but it won't be until at least next year yeah hopefully yeah. no think, it'll be next year i think you'll see him call up his sponsors and say hey let's go run a few super late model races i guarantee you he goes south and goes to do the snowball and does a couple other super late model races for some other team that he'll put sponsorship together for wait and put the, you know, he's probably already put a call into junior to get back on the team. I think he kind of belongs back in Xfinity anyway. Cause I think, I don't really think he gives like, I don't think he likes cup. I think the car sucks. I don't think he likes it. Um, I think he's more suited to I, this type of racing and Xfinity is better racing anyway. I know for a fact that he hasn't been happy at uh, Legacy Motor Club. Yeah. I I mean, you could look at how he's finished, how he's run. You can look at his mannerisms. I don't think at any point that he's actually been pleased with the situation there or how even Cup works for him. So I'd very, again, very much expect him to go back to Xfinity and maybe even back home. So we'll see. Yeah, because... When he got hired to that team, that may have looked really attractive to him because it was only the petty GMS team at that point, right? Yeah, and then they went and... uh, After they hired him, all of a sudden, Jimmy came in and... Changed the name, changed everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't what he signed up for. Yeah, I don't think he was that interested, which... I mean, I wish oh, they I got w- a lot of problems there. Yeah, you I know? wish I wish I was. They're in a transition in year because position. they're 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 out on the island until they go to Toyota. Yeah, that's year. true. They're going to switch to Toyota. Maybe he doesn't want to go to Toyota. Maybe he's got deep roots with Chevy. Maybe he can put a oh, deal he back was, together. He with was Chevy out and- next year regardless. John Hunter Nemechek is in that car next year regardless. Oh no, question. I'm not going to be shocked. Yeah, huh? no question. Yeah, no, not even a question. Yeah. I'm not going to be shocked if somehow Gibbs works a deal or Toyota works a deal with Legacy Motorsports or Motor Club to like lease that charter to run another car a couple races. Yeah, it's going to be a developmental team for Gibbs or Toyota or both. And that's probably why they did it, so that they could get resources. Yeah. Anyway. All right. We got to get to Stafford. We're in well, Iron. You know what? We didn't get to SRX though. Or we can go there too because they went on Thursday, and I go. I, forgot. I, I go sequentially. Oh, did they go? <laughs> <laughs> and then they went. So the last two SRX races that they race in the season go to dirt, which, whatever. I think twelve cars on dirt is kind of boring, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it's like watching a heat race. Of they wanted to leave the circus for the end. Yeah. And then get to all the cars. Well, they did, and uh, when they go to dirt, they wreck everything. So, and that was no exception here. 
by the way, I go in sequential order. And if you're new to the show, we actually record the show live to tape. Okay. Which is, uh, yeah, we don't cool. edit this show. It's fine. So I just figured I'd give that warning to new listeners if you haven't listened before. Uh, we do it live. So anyway, SRX went to Eldora. We all knew what was going to happen going into this race. So uh, it was no surprise how it ended. But lap 13, we didn't see this coming. Lap 13 of the first heat race. Austin Dillon lost a radiator hose, which is what I called it. Everybody else says, oh, he blew the motor up. I'm like, no, that's a radiator hose. Very clearly, because there's a big difference between steam and smoke. Um, that was steam. Blew the radiator hose. It looked like it came from Napa. or Well, actually, you know what? Napa hoses are better. It looked like it came from AutoZone. Yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Napa hoses are much better. Yeah, no, Brent, yeah, oh, the you, crinkle fry hoses. Yeah, something like that. It was one of them off-the-shelf jobbies. <laughs> a universal. Yeah. A universal one. They cut it down. Yeah. That's what That's what I have in my car right now. It is going to be going to uh, the correct stuff. Yeah. The, uh, alum- the aluminum hoses with the silicone ends. Yeah, I haven't blown yeah. one of them off yeah. yet. Non-collapsible. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. the upper is going to be a uh, AN hose. Oh, the there you go. Be a, yeah, aluminum. I should do that to my late model since I can weld aluminum now. Anyway, moving on. Lap 13 of the first heat. Austin Dillon, again, lost a radiator hose going into one. Watered the track down. Water and dirt don't mix. That's mud. That's slippery. He pounds the wall, and that collected, I think, Tony Kanan, Chase Briscoe, Marco Andretti, Haley Deegan, Matt Kenseth. I think it was at least half the field. It'd be shorter to list the cars that weren't involved. Yeah, it probably would have been easier. Ooh, yeah. I think Kenseth wasn't as bad. I think he slid in a little bit, but not so bad. He just um, nosed in late. Yeah. I think uh, Andretti, Deegan, Briscoe, Kanan, I think, and uh, Dylan, I think they all junked their cars. And there's only like two or three Deegan backup cars. went to a backup. Yeah. <laughs> they have to triage. Which and one's the, people, the worst? <laughs> I just know that. We should say, too, that the, the people that were running for points got priority mm-hmm. over the the one-off yeah. guys for the backup cars too that's why like Haley got a backup car but chase briscoe who would be lights out usually on dirt he didn't we're talking about a previous winner of i believe he won the truck race at eldora i'm pretty yeah. sure austin Dillon also won the truck race at yep. eldora um i think even bubba wallace won the uh, truck race at eldora once Yep, if I'm mistaken. Then again, Joey Logano won the cup race at Bristol Dirt, so who are we to say? Bubba Wallace can't drive. He sucks. No, his car sucks. If you look at how he races every week, he's usually top 10, top 15, top 5 sometimes, but just doesn't get the finishes. There's a difference. Um, They've been knocking off top 5s and top 10s lately. Yeah, they've been coming around quite a bit. All right. Uh, I think he finished like 8th today, didn't he? Anyway, let's move on. I'd have to look uh, that yeah. up. Uh, Tony Stewart dominate. I think it, three of those cars didn't come back due to backup cars and stuff. Hit the damn cat. All right. So anyway. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, isn't it great to be home? Uh, Tony Stewart dominated both heats, not surprisingly. So he would start on the pole. We all knew how that would go. First caution about 12 laps in for Marco Andretti coming to a stop after contact had to pit for damage. Lap 21, Brad Keselowski went around for another caution. 
Uh, if you looked up racer in the dictionary, also you'd see Brad Keselowski's face because did you see him after the heat races? He was like working on his cars with the headlamp on, and he was dr- diving under the car and fixing shit. And uh, the nerd level, all he was missing was the big, thick rim black glasses, kind of like I'm wearing, with tape on them. <laughs> yeah, with like the protective glasses that you're old in. Like uh, you'd see some old guy in a machine shop wearing, and he yeah. knows everything. Um, or a full face shield. Yeah. And he, this, you got to give him a lot of credit because he was spinning out on his own, but that's because he was trying really hard. <laughs> lap 21 was one of those times he went around for a caution. About lap 26, Ryan Newman pulled the slider on Ken Schrader and he jumped the cushion. It looks like he ran over something on the track and his front wheels stopped turning and he ran into the wall. Uh, I think he pointed it out to the track crew workers when he got out of the car. If you watched his roof camera, it definitely looked like there was something in the cushion, like a big bar or some piece of body or something, because it looked like he hit something, and that thing just went straight in the wall when he jumped the cushion. It was weird. But I think that knocked him out. Uh, Let's see. There was a fun flag at lap 54. 16 to go. Ron Caps, yes, drag racer Ron Caps. Went around and took the nose off his car in turn three. Let's see. Six to go. Another spin by Brad Keselowski in turn three. Again, trying way too hard. Uh, Stewart would win handily over, however, Haley Deegan. She was in one of the backup cars. And uh, she put in a damn good run, finishing second. And uh, that impressed Tony a lot. So I know she's got a dirt background, but uh, I think she's either only good on dirt or the truck series just doesn't suit her because she does not do well in the truck series at all. But anyway. I think she's good in stuff that she can drive. Yeah. I mean, dirt's not easy to drive, let's be fair. Uh I, again, I'm not Right. I'm not going to sit on the the Haley train, but it's like maybe we'll see something in Xfinity, but like I haven't seen that much out of her on asphalt very often except for like Arca West. But, like, again, the truck series is kind of... Her Xfinity debut is great. Isn't she a second year? Is this her second year? Maybe, I think. I I think it's her second year. But uh, she... I call that usually usually drivers go through a sophomore slump. Yeah, but she just hasn't put anything together in the truck series, like, at all. So, anyway, it might be the truck series. It might be her. I don't know. It's, like, blind squirrel territory. Stafford, let's go do local stuff because they actually ran. Let's see. Stafford Friday. Let's go to sequential order here. Street stocks. This was a mess. <laughs> and uh, Waterford was no better, but we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> one lap in. Yep, one lap in. A stack up mid pack would send Travis Hydar around. Jeff Aslin would uh, be collected. And hanging debris would take him out of the race pretty much immediately. Well, his nose was hanging off entirely. Uh, Let's see here. Lap two. Three cars, including Sean Petlock, Bill Cody, Bill Porter. Oh, and, uh, oh, it's four cars because Travis Downey would also sustain damage to the point where some of them would have to drop from the race. And point leader Ryan Waterman was sent to the rear for contact. This was just one of those races here. A ton of contact between a lot of cars all the way through the pack would shuffle the field just all over the place. 
Aaron Plemons would get to the lead fairly early. Travis Hydar, with damage even, would pull back up to second place by lap 12 after having spun and having damage earlier. Uh, and he would challenge Aaron Plemons and take the lead a lap later, about lap 13. Uh, lap 14, Alex Spinato would go around in front of the leaders and bring out a yellow, exactly what third place Ryan Waterman was looking for, or so it seemed, because for the restart, they put him back about seven spots, and I think it's because he kind of jumped the restart pretty badly after they put him to the back, and they caught him. And I was they, wondering why he went back to the back. If you look at the restart yeah. before that, you can watch like, yeah. you can watch him pull the uh, you don't see me move. Oh, he thought they weren't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, and just dove to the bottom when they saw the green come out and just drove by about seven or eight cars. <laughs> to be fair, I probably would have done the same thing if I had the chance. <laughs> Maybe they're not watching. Uh, I've you know what it. I mean? Yeah, you have done it. And so have I. Uh, we had a. I think we I've had a. Never done such a thing. Yes, you have. Dastardly move. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> yep. I've done that. Uh, I got put to the back at the World Series probably in 2017. I think we were single file because the race was a complete shit show, and nobody was pulling up in line because you know we're in the back and they don't want to for some reason. So I said, okay. So I just pulled to the outside and passed about five or six cars on the outside and just kept on trucking. I think I finished like sixth in that race, even having to go to the back. But anyway, uh, I appreciate the effort, but they definitely caught him. Um, okay, so you, so you put him back a bunch of spots. Huh? They put okay. him back like seven spots, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, Waterman looks to have broken a tie rod or something because did you see him in about seventh place? The left front was uh, pointing towards the infield, and the right front was going straight, or well, vice versa. Who did he hit? Everyone. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Damn it, Ryan. Well, come on. I mean, it was it, it was, was true. <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> nose is bent up like you know a demo derby card. They're bent made to fold up. Well, how the hell do you get to the <laughs> it front? It looks at like one of those ugly. It looks like Drive one of those ugly ass dominator dirt noses. Well, again, <laughs> I mean. When the points are on the line and you got to get to the front, what do you do? You get there. You don't. Go yeah, the, no. I mean, I don't blame him. You either. don't go to the back from the beginning. Well, in the first a, place. Yeah, I know. He had a little bit of an off race that week because usually he can just carve his way to the front with a little contact here and there. It's but, one of those die by the sword weeks. Yeah, that just it kind of caught up to you. That's just how it happens sometimes. Just an off week, but again, he kind of had to soldier it out because it looked like one wheel was trying to take off on him. And somehow he managed to finish. I don't know how that thing even crossed the line. But He'll come back and win next week. Watch. Likely, because he won't have a tire falling off it. Hydar would just run away with it, though, and he needed to because he had to make up the points difference. But he got his fourth win of the season, and this really changed the picture you of see, the points. Yeah, when he passed uh, Aaron Plemons for the lead, you, you noticed that he stayed even more to the bottom so that that slingshot – that. That rope adult move crossover, crossover, yeah, yeah, because Aaron tried to cross over him too. Yep, but uh, but uh, Travis was ready for him this time. Yeah, Ernie said, so, "Hey, if you get to him on the bottom, stay on the bottom so he can't come back on you." So yeah, it, you know, good try, but you know, 
He's just try. too much for him. Yeah. Aaron's ready for a win pretty soon. Yeah, if they can get that car to last the whole race, he'll be there. He's so uh, goddamn just, close. It just heats the right rear up too much. I think they got to yeah, work on it. so close. Yeah, very close to that first win. At Stafford, yeah. So the points shook up a ton because now we have a new point leader. Point implications. Oh, and guess what? Mm-hmm. He won on Big Earn's birthday. That's right. It was Ernie's 50th birthday as crew chief. Big Earn's above the law. <laughs> I think he looks better than that urn. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Yes. His hair's not falling off the side. <laughs> he doesn't look like Bill Murray with a comb over. No. <laughs> Anybody who's ever seen Kingpin knows what we're talking about. <laughs> big urn's above the law. Everything's roses for big urn. <laughs> all right. Uh, so what's the points look like? Yeah, Travis Hydart is the point leader. Two points. Two points ahead of Ryan Waterman. He's now got four wins to Ryan's six wins. However, he's got that one more top five because Ryan dropped out of the top five with that left front or right front, whichever issue. They still have the same amount of top tens, but there's two points in it with two less wins. So with that, oh, boy, we got to move on to late models. Oh, this was ugly. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. You know Why? how you, you can take your your you know yellow legal pad out and say race car and just cross that off here because lap one, Alexandra Fern got run out of turn two by John Blake. She was definitely there. She got sent into the fucking Long Island Sound. I have you know what that move is called? Uh, I'd love to know. That's called the Axel Rose. <laughs> you know why? Because welcome to the jungle, baby. You're gonna die. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that went that went a dark direction. <laughs> that was the most no talent hack ass <laughs> bullshit fucking I mean did dumb you, move I've ever heard if seen you in my life. If, like if you didn't know he was he, she was there, fire your spotter. Yeah, you gotta fire that person if, if you, you knew know. that she was there and still came up anyway. Fire yourself. Fire yourself. <laughs> I, that was I have done that to someone before, but it was done intentionally. I did that to this, Ray Downing Jr. on my first on, day. Yeah, this this guy did this on <laughs> lap one. There's nothing that she did to piss him off that quickly. No, I don't. No, remember. I think it was an accident. Just a no, I don't one. think it was an accident. I think he sucks. Well, it's an accident. He, he just stupid. He just it was just stupid. It's an incident that shouldn't you know? have happened for one God, reason or I, another. What the? And she hit a ton. She fucking wrecked the wall. I swear to God, oh. she didn't just wreck the car. That thing. I was worried for a second. That I was happy to see the fucking out. wall back again. I've I've said this one. before. Alexander's a very smart woman. Okay, she's a goddamn patent lawyer. She passed the bar. Okay, save your brain. We're idiots. <laughs> we are idiots. Please save your brain. I'm not saying quit racing. You can do whatever. What are you telling you her to do then? Wear two helmets. Yeah, especially <laughs> racing against these guys. Um, but please, I don't want to see your. You know, <laughs> I don't want to see that happen again. You're too smart for us. Um. Anyway, she absolutely pounds the outside wall, and traffic is still coming. Uh, and a bunch of cars, including Adam Gray, Chris Meyer, Daryl Keene, Tom Fern. A bunch involved. Blake sent to the rear. Ooh, nice slap on the wrist. Did you see um, the 33 car come in on the high side? Just <laughs> like the yellow wasn't even out. Just full fucking throttle right through it. F- I was like, holy shit. 
apologies, headphone users. But that's true. I, oh, yes, Defender summary. Thank you, Defender, for defending my computer. What 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 was the the Harry Hyde or Harry whatever the fuck? The you can drive name. through it. Yeah, you can drive through it. Yeah, I know it. I know it in my heart. Just floor it. Don't worry. Yeah, don't floor it through Rex. Um, because you'll probably end up just hurting yourself worse or other people worse. Don't do that. Um, anyway, yeah, it took a whole bunch of people out. Um, bunch of guys got damage. I mean, Alexander took a fucking whack. Uh, not only in the wall, but got hit a few more times while spinning around, hit the wall again. I mean, I think, I think they wrote this car off. I mean, you hit one that hard on the side. That shoves the door bars in, and that bends the whole center of the car. I think that thing is junk. By clip. I don't think it's a clip. I think it's the by whole center. center. Section. Yeah, I think you just rode a car off just by hitting too hard on the side, which sucks. Uh, she was Bobby's pretty. Through. Yeah, she was pretty pissed. Yeah. She she made sure to make it, let everybody know they have a second car, and she'll be back. So she said she has a second and third car. She didn't give a fuck. <laughs> awesome. I love her attitude. She's fire. Uh, She's fucking great. I like it. All right. Bobby Stark the third. Running. Shit. A third. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. A third. I forgot. What do I do when I do with thirds? I think we have to play the sound for the third. There we go. It's not exclusive to one person, it's all thirds. Yep. Junior's junior. All right. Led early. As uh, running. Ken, absolutely running, yeah, they got the thing going pretty good, running great. And uh, Kevin Gamacorda, Tom Fern were battling for second, he would just pull away. Bobby Stirk, the third, there. Uh, long green run would allow the fastest car on the track in Kevin Gamacorda to just mow down the three plus second lead that Bobby Stirk, the third, had. And Gamacorda just absolutely digging. You know, some guys, if they see that they're back that far, they'll just kind of, like, hang and wait for a caution and save their stuff. Like, Keith Rocco is known to do that. And sometimes it works out for him, but not Kevin Gambacorda. And there's no way that he would have had the result yeah. that he had if he hadn't actually gone for it. Yeah, he did it the hard way. Yeah, he mowed down a three-plus second lead that Bobby Sturk third had, and he would take the lead with just two laps to go in the race as Stark started to fall off and he pulled away to take down a well-earned win. I think it was his third on the season and he is the point leader. So that will extend it a little bit, but not much. He's got eight over Tom Fern. Yep. And I think he came in with six. So I don't actually know. He came in with four maybe because where'd Tom finish? Did he finished third. Yes. Okay. So that was, he. yeah. He doubled his point Chris lead from Meyer four was to fourth eight, and and uh, Robinson was fifth. Another yeah, those, another good run for the street stock graduates. Yeah, Stirk, Meyer, Robinson—they're all street stock graduates. They all raced oh, against each other. Yeah. Uh, Meyer had to come from the back because he got in that incident early. Had to pit for a flat. He had to dig, and he had to come from the back. So that was good to see. And I know uh, uh, Robinson's had some rough luck. Oh, well, Robinson didn't make fifth, but that was Verrecchio. But oh. But he was he was up. Oh, there. he was in the top five at some point. For I the think most he got part, I think he got yeah. past it again. But yeah, he whatever. might have got past at the end. Verrecchio's been quick too lately. So yeah. Anyway, what's oh we already did the points update. We yep. got Kevin Gambacorda up eight on Tom Fern. Adam Gray had 
trouble. I think he popped a radiator in that incident, so he's pretty much out of it now. It's like a two-horse yeah. race for late model points. I think it's 58 back to third. Yeah. So it's a two-horse after, race. Yeah, after a whole worn race, yeah. Yeah, it's like, Gray okay. was still in it. And then he lost the radiator in that wreck, and now he's a, he's all done now. I think, I don't know, you only got like a handful of races. It's like seven or eight races left in the season. You can still make I don't it, think it's that. Time. I think it's six. Is it six now? I don't even know. Um, Might be six. I'm not sure. Where are we going next? All right, we're going to uh, limited late models. All right. By the way, quick side note for Stafford. Okay, I got an idea for you guys. I know some of the higher-ups at Stafford or even some of the media people listen to the show, and I apologize for that ahead of time. But no, we don't. I actually have a good idea. You're welcome. I have a promotional idea for Stafford. I know, weird, and it's probably not good since I'm a racer. Um, I have an idea for next season's schedule. One of the reasons why I don't race full-time is because I want to take time off with my family every once in a while and go on vacation. I have a solution for you. There's five divisions, right? At Stafford, weekly, I should say. There's street stocks, limited late models, late models, SK lights, and SKs. There's five divisions. I just bought an ACT late model. Why don't you give each division one week off a year and substitute us in for that division? Us as in? ACT style late models. Okay. You know, we don't have to keep points. They did have one race there. Yeah. We don't have to keep points or there nothing. There wasn't much left of them. <laughs> it's it's still going to offer a division to watch for fans. There's a lot of those cars out there. They probably do want to go experiment at Stafford Motor Speedway because it's the best short track probably in the country. You get a lot of exposure on flow. Five race shootout series once a month, like like Thompson does, or once every few weeks, give the other guys one week off a year. I'll consider it. I just throw an ideas against the yeah. wall. Go ahead, Phil. So, idea. There's five five weekly divisions there, right? Yep. SK, SK Light, Limited Late, Late Street. Yep. So, that'll be five races. And then you could do, because they do the Open 80 stuff. Yeah. You could do six races and have one of the six be an ACT race, but also keep a track series and just call it like a six pack or shootout something like, yeah, like a six shooter series. I don't know. Something like that. Like make something out of it. It would attract a lot of cars. I feel like it would generate a lot of interest. I do. I think it wouldn't have to be anything crazy. Just do 50 lappers and 50 lappers, 1500 bucks to win. And it's super easy because they run on Hoosier Tires. Hoosier Tire is at Stafford. It wouldn't be a big deal for them. You don't have to rewrite the rule book. You know what I mean? This is, it's easy. I think also, no SK, uh, the SK Modifieds, mm-hmm. yeah, no, they don't get a vacation. Because if you can afford a vac- if you could, if you could afford them, your whole life is a vacation. Well, to be fair, that's it's giving everyone one week off. Yeah, no. I think it's fine. Give the SK lights put no, there. Not the top division. No, you have to. The you lights know why? Can. Yeah. No, because they run that firecracker thirty or whatever the hell it is. The oh, the Dunleavy's um, extra night. distance for the SK lights. Give them one night 
where they are the headline division. They bring 30-plus cars. Give them a chance. Oh, yeah. I mean... I don't think it's a terrible idea. No I sympathy mean, for the SKs. No. I will be back. I have a very large bee in here, and I'm going to go take care of exterminating it. This should be entertaining for you guys to watch. Ooh. Oh, man, I wish this was a visual podcast. If it attacks him, I'm going to laugh my balls off. <laughs> I'm gonna just He's going to go fish. run and grab an EpiPen and like start shooting himself up. And Why then... is he allergic? I have no idea. <laughs> I hope not. There's a lot of shit down in Florida that could kill him. It would be uh, even better if an alligator or a snake got in. All right. What anyway, we, we were in limited late models. I'm sorry. I just wanted to throw that idea out there. They probably don't listen or care. So I'm just, even if you wanted to take that idea, I don't need credit. <laughs> I don't care. So anyway, I'll claim it, but you don't have to give it. Uh, limited late models. All right. As Adrian Parody and uh, Rich Hammond were battling for the lead, and Kevin Cormier and Matt Clement wait, battled wait, wait. for third. What? Adrian Paradis is a third. Oh, is he? I really hope that stuff doesn't discolor Phil's wall. By the way, if it's on the ground, you got to hit it again just to make sure. There you go. Just don't do it near an outlet. <laughs> As Paradis is a third? I didn't think he was. Oh, he is. I'm trying to think about it, and I'm like, wait, yeah, he must be. Anyway. Look, it's right there. Oh, my. How have we missed this? We we fucked up. I I caught it, finally. Oh, all right. So is Adrian Paradis the third. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's back. Wonderful. Not missing it. And Rich Hammond were battling for the lead, and Kevin Cormier and Matt Clement were battling for third. Chris Phelps and Connor Jensik battled for last and got together spinning. (laughs) Spinning down the backstretch for a yellow. God almighty. Congrats. If they were, <laughs> if one was a man and one was a woman, you know, they hang so much time on top of each other, one of them would be pregnant. <laughs> you know, if I'm in junk equipment and I'm just kind of riding around mid-pack, I'm like, I'm not battling you for 10th or 12th. You know what I mean? One I'm of like, them made the care. other one pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, since that was the fun flag, apparently. Restart. Rich Hammond was uh, Paradis's best friend as he was a pain in the ass of Kevin Cormier. And uh, Hammond would hold on to second, and Paradis was able to get away a little bit. Hammond would get to Paradis with two to go and work him until he was able to get by with a lap remaining, take down his first win of the season. There is a there's definitely a woo in Victory Lane. I heard it barely. It was great. Barely, but I heard it. It was pretty great. Oh, it was good. Finally. Yeah, we've been missing him from Victory Lane for a while. It's about been, damn time. Yeah, they've been struggling quite good. a bit. They haven't had the speed that he usually has. But anyway, what's the points update look like for there the limited late models? We got Jeremy Lavoie in the lead. We got Matt Clement, fourteen back now. Yeah, Kevin Cormier in twentieth and, nope, and twenty points back. You mean? Yeah, twenty third. points. Yeah, sorry, with four wins, third and yeah, Rich Hammond claws his way back into contention a little bit with forty six points. Woo! So we still got at least four drivers within fifty points. So it's 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 happening. Yeah, 
It's getting there. So that point battle is actually pretty decent. Did you get it, Phil? Oh, yeah, it did. <laughs> There's oh, okay. no screaming on his end. So. No, well, he muted it, so it's he couldn't fine. tell. Pretty good. Anyway. All right, we'll move on into the SK lights because, again, they bring the car counts, so how can we deny them? This is true. SK lights, speaking of that car counts, 31 cars. God damn. Still over 30. Damn, dude. It wasn't at the end of the race because uh, they didn't no. quite make it through turn one <laughs> as a uh, little stack up happened and Haley Desaunier, uh came to a stop and had some issues getting the car push started after the caution flew scheduled tweet. I said it for you, Phil. There we go. <laughs> <sighs> Made it all the way to the backstretch on the restart. When Amanda West got clipped after Stephen Kologianis lost. Kologianis. Oh, this is a fun thing. Sounds like a disease. Uh, <laughs> well, he kind of was this race because he lost pace in front of oh, Joey. He's got the, what is his name? Stephen Kologianis, I believe. Oh, man, you got the Kologianis, huh? Oh, shit. Yeah, it's dripping. It's I not bet so that great. itch is like hell. Nah, it's dri- it's, it. it's kind of sad. God, he's going to hate us. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, poor man. They make this. Guy's, pro- pro- guy's probably absolutely an awesome dude. I know. It's a Greek name. What do I. What do you. <laughs> hey, I love Greek pizza, all right? Greek pan pizza. I is make my fun of myself. Yeah, wait till so. I go to Ireland. I'm going to make fun of all that mix and shit there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Jesse's a normal well, person over there. Well, we're anyway, everything. again, like I said, this guy lost pace in front of Joey Farino. Um, he said in his interview, yeah, it wouldn't take off. It was sputtering on the restarts. And I'm like, if it's not running and breaking up, why are you restarting in the same spot? Pull it over, dude. Yeah. It's not going to fix itself. So that happened and wrecked a bunch of cars. So hopefully you learned something from it. But, uh, yeah, contact sent them spinning down the backstretch and all the way into turn three. It collected, like, ten freaking cars. Uh, massive pileup. I saw Amanda West, Kologianis himself, Paula Root, Dalton McCarthy, Zach, I think it's Zach Brewer, Frank the Three, uh, Ron Midford, uh, Vane's Kid, a bunch of others. I just saw them all off in turn three. They ran out of wreckers. To pull them all off the track, and that's why there was an extended delay. Oh, yeah. Which, you can only have so many wreckers, you know? Right. I mean, shit. So that started inauspiciously, but three to go. Tyler Alcus is leading this thing just running away, but three to go. Megan Fuller ran him down and uh, got the nose under him clean when he left the bottom open in turn three, and she took the lead. George Bissett Jr. followed her through, would be close, but unable to make a final attempt at Fuller. Alexander Pearl made a final attempt at George Bissett for second, but Megan Fuller would come across the line and win her first SK Light race. She etched her name in history as a new generation of Fuller to win in a modified, and she became the first female modified winner since 2009 when Heather DeRozier, who is now Heather Priest, who, by the way, just had a baby. Congrats. Yep. Uh, won an SK light race back then. Yeah, congratulations to Meg Fuller. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. She's come a long way from racing against us idiots yeah. to racing yeah. 
to racing against a whole new group of idiots. And, yeah. <laughs> I, I will never forget the winner that I got a phone call from Rick Fuller saying, hey, I've been told that you're pretty fast. Can you come help me figure out what this street stock stuff is all about? And I went up and helped him for a little while with that 29 car. Who the fuck told him that? Started. <laughs> huh? Who the fuck told know. him that? What, did you? <laughs> Just want a chance to meet Rick or something? No, I think, I think it was Kevin Burgess. <laughs> I have no idea. But anyway. For, you know, the Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh, twins. I haven't seen them guys in forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Kev, Kevin's good people. Class A uh, shit talkers. Good stuff. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> so now we're good to see another street stock graduate. Yep. Go kick ass. Yep. I'm glad Love to see it. it. I, I, I figured it was only a matter of time. Yeah, I no. swapped a couple texts with Rick, and he was out of his mind excited. Oh, I bet. I so. bet. They've been working on that for a long yeah, time. Well, congratulations. She's been knocking on the door for quite a long time, and glad to see her finally get done. Yeah, she's been quick and uh, close to the front a lot lately, and it's she, finally put together. So She's starting to get that aggression that she really needs. Needs a little division. more, though. Just needs a yeah, little that, more. I think that's what something that like her and, and Amanda West and, and this is like I don't want it to sound sexist, but girls are nicer than guys, I guess sometimes. So physically, um, not socially. No, I mean like <laughs> they will burn uh, your reputation down if you piss them off. Yeah, oh, yeah, I found that out in the past. We're not speaking of them yeah. particularly, I suppose. It's, it's just a different generic- type of aggression. Yeah, we're speaking generic. But like we're assholes on the racetrack because we don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. Right. And if you, you know what I mean? Yeah, if you're in a modified, you gotta be super duper it, aggressive, especially it, with the bumper, but But it, the, the first one, level. The first win is always the hardest, so now it yeah. should be easier for uh more wins to come by. Yeah. It's that old cliche. Oh, yeah. That old cliche has always been true. She's been progressing and progressing. They've all been they've all been running up front this year. And it's been fucking awesome to see because the division needs it. The yeah. track needs it. One, two, three, I agree. All right. So how's the points shaking out? Yeah, because she's the sixth different winner this year. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, Brian Sullivan has a 48-point lead over George Bissett. Oh, it's coming down a little bit. Yeah, and George has one <laughs> less start. <laughs> yeah, what's you that know? tell you? Yeah, he's means he's been on a heater since he missed that one race. You know? Yeah. But... Pearl is 74 back. It's pretty much over. Well, I mean, anything can happen in an SK obviously light. Obviously, anything can happen. I mean, Sullivan could knock the right, get the knock. Well, he could get the right front knocked off of it, I suppose. Every race is like Daytona Talladega. You never you know. You never friggin' know you, when your number's drawn, it's drawn. Yeah, this ain't a street stock. You're not going to right front off. Yeah. You can bounce off somebody a few times and drive with the left front hanging off of it. But these cars, yeah, you. You tow it out a little bit, it's done. You knock the right front off, it's done. You, you know, you got something hanging off it, you're done. It, they got no spotters, so it's 31 cars, and it's basically a controlled tornado at any time. So you have no idea what's going to happen. So, I mean, that is the best description for that division. Yeah, <laughs> it basically is. All right, SKs. This race was uh, rather uneventful. See, we had uh, David Root start up front, was out to a huge lead. I think there was one caution for uh, Wesley Prucker stopping on track off turn two because he lost power. 
Arut would be challenged by Dylan Kopech for the lead. Uh, who would he actually lose the lead to for like a lap or two, but he'd get it back and uh, reestablish his lead uh, a few laps later. Race went green from then on, and the front order wouldn't really change because David Arute would run away for the win, his first on the season. I think Kopech. Well-behaved, uh, well-behaved div- uh, division this week. It was incredibly well-behaved. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Kopech got like a career-best finish in second. I forget who finished third. Yep. But, Really uh, quick, clean race, which was very nice to see after the shit shows we saw earlier. So what's the points look like here? Well, they got nine different winners this year with now with uh, David Aru. So That's a lot. It's been a wide-open division as far as that's concerned. Not a, lot of, not a lot of winners with, well, not a lot of Multi- multi-time winners, we should say. Yeah, it's like Mar- Marcello and Keith Rocker and uh, Stephen Kopsick are the only. I haven't even seen Kopsick there in the last few weeks. No. Or the only two winners. I think he took his ball and went home. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I don't know what happened. But, yeah, they're the only one with two wins. Uh, Ty Lowen has 16-point lead over Jimmy Blewett and 44-point lead over Corey Mateo. Yeah. And, yeah, it's pretty Team much Mateo. pretty much Excuse over me. it from there because it's 92 back to Marcello. So. All right. Waterford Saturday will go into... Let's see. This was actually broadcast on Flow Racing. They did the whole thing. I thought they were just going to do the tri-track know, like, race. Holy shit. No. I was like, holy. Wait, they got the whole thing? They got the big time. Sid's going to be pissed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, he already was because I wasn't going to be there because I was on vacation, and this was the tri-track race. And then I'm like, oh, they're on Flow? Oh, well, this sucks for him, I guess. Uh, okay, so Phil is on a work call emergency. All right. Just good to know. All right. Waterford Saturday try track after a long rain delay that was exacerbated by a drainage issue with the turn four wall that was I think unexpected. Where was it on the front stretch? It was off of turn four. It was on, kind of on the front stretch, basically. But that was, was the mother of all weepers because yeah. they had to add like quickery to it. Yeah, they had to yeah do all sorts of shit to try to get the wall to stop leaking down underneath yeah. itself. It happens, and you know. That shit just happens. I mean, you just don't uh, don't expect it. Like sometimes you see cup tracks, you'll get. Rivers running under the, the I've raced on weepers. Oh, that just sucks so bad. I've raced on weepers on yeah. cup track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did, actually. <laughs> I do hamster. It's like going, going, going loose. Nope, yep. I'm back again. No, Snap that was loose. Yeah, that was Snap fun. Loose. Let's not do that again. Let's not go into the, yeah, let's not go into the weepers at 140 miles an hour sideways. Let's not do that. Yeah, that's not great. No. Yeah. Um, not good. But yeah, it's also a swamp, so it's really hard to drain that, too, so. Yeah, <laughs> it was essentially a pond at some point in its history, according to Phil. Um, all right, let's go into. Oh, there was like single practice session, no qualifying. I think they might have done time trials or run practice times for the uh, tri track guys. I'm not sure, but they got a late start. Yeah, um, and yeah. some of the races didn't help. So let's go into the minis who ran first. Good. Uh, Let's see, lap one, David Dorr would get turned around after a bunch up in the front. I don't know who got into him, and I don't know how everybody missed him. Uh, no caution came out, though, because they were like, nope, we need to get this thing in. <laughs> However, that wouldn't happen the rest of the night. Oh, boy. Uh, because by lap three, Stacy Zentek got hooked into the front stretch wall, and an incident I didn't see start, obviously. But she ended up in the front stretch wall, and apparently that necessitated a yellow, which turned into a red. Because the bus rolled out onto the track, and that was a little bit of an extended yellow. 
I guess um, she was all right, though, right? Apparently okay. Hopefully, got yeah. checked out. I don't think they brought the second bus in. I'm not too sure, but uh, she got checked out. I guess she was okay, though. Good. Yeah. Luckily. It's a hard hit. Yeah. yeah, so that delayed the race a little bit. They finally got back going. Two laps later, Erica Canfield came to a stop at turn four. You can see how this is going to go for the rest of the night. Yeah. Uh, Chris Garside would get the lead early, bring the other two main contenders in Charlie Canfield and Linguini King Bavalaco with him. Caution for a spin by Bill Silvio with 10 to go would tighten up an already close battle. But, uh, yeah, the battle for the lead was pretty pretty awesome. Bavalaco got to the back, Garside. Maybe loosened him up a little bit, but Garside wasn't 100% anyway. Bavalaco was yeah. just on rails. Yeah, I mean, just on rails. Usually Chris gets out to the front. Usually it's pretty much game over. He's been one of the fastest all year. Yeah. But, huh? No, no, no Bavalaco. Bavalaco was absolutely on rails, and the Penne King himself, Bavalaco, would take down the win. Back to back wins for the King. Hail to the King, baby. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Hail to the King. Indeed. Uh, let's see. I wish I had a points rundown, but we're not doing that for Waterford. We don't do uh, that because they don't have enough car counts. I suppose that's fair. I just gotta go pee. All right, I'm on my own for a minute here. Just go ahead. You can carry the show. You're good enough. I will go through the SK lights. I'll be honest with you all. It looks like the bottom grip is starting to improve with whatever they're doing, spray or whatever the case may be. I think it's really starting to get there because the drivers are trying to figure out what works best for them. And in... Honestly, no race it was more apparent than that than the SK light race because guys looked like they were just line searching because they're like, wow, the bottom actually kind of has grip. And some guys would take the bottom, some guys would take the top. And to be fair, both lanes were working. And let's see, lap six, Tyler Chapman got spun into turn four puddles after contact with Isaiah Newcomb. I don't recall if Newcomb got put to the back for that or not, but... Uh, Tyler Chapman definitely got a bath on that one because these are very open cockpit cars, and that was a mess. Nick Hovey would lead the first half of the race, and he had Johnny O'Sullivan on his bumper for the lead. Again, it was kind of hilarious to sit there and watch these guys line search to see what was the fastest line, but Johnny O'Sullivan made the top line. He definitely made that work, and uh, he would... I don't know if he got by Hovey on the top or not. I can't really recall. doesn't really matter because he would eventually get by. Oh, if I actually read my notes, I would see that ahead of time. See, again, we do this live to tape. We have no idea what the hell we're doing. O'Sullivan would get to the bottom of Hovey with three to go, and he would go on to take the win. I forget how many he has on the season, but it's multiple there. Sorry, Waterford. Street Stocks. Hey, Jesse came back right on time. Yeah. Street Stocks. Another race I watched. Street Models. Which was good. <laughs> Street Models. Completing lap one, Austin Flanagan got crossed up in front of the field, spun. They all scattered. I don't know how they all missed him. I don't know either. Well, Al Stone didn't miss him if you saw his Facebook oh. post later. Yeah, he did clip him a bit. Just a bit. Because his tie rod looked like a banana. And I don't know how he kept going with that thing towed in that bad. Well, not just how, how he kept going, but where he finished. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Christ. God, that, that 
um, what's the name? Uh, Norman. There it is. Sorry, I had to dig through my brain there for a little bit. The Norman Brothers 12 car. Spoiler alert, Al was in the 12 car this week. Um, that Norman Brothers car is just phenomenal. They have their shit together. Um, but anyway, in that big stack up, few cars were playing bumper tag, trying to miss the spinning Flanagan. Charlie Beal. Oh, he got the bath because he went into the turn one puddle and redistributed it across the entire racing groove for a lengthy cleanup. Again, we're up against the clock here. Got a late start, got tri-track and weather coming, plus curfew. We really need these races to get in on time. Delay, 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 red flag, delay, puddle in turn one, and the speed bowl. Looks like they made some kind of investment to the track crew because they brought out a brand new blower. They have like this jet dryer blower where one blows a lot of wind and the other one blows hot air now. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that seems to help a lot. I know that the interesting. track... Very I, interesting. I talk to the track crew guys every time I go there and they just struggle all the time with outdated and old and broken equipment and they don't have enough help and they really need people to come down and volunteer to be part of the track crew and help out a lot because people in numbers get the job done faster and luckily they made a little bit of investment to help it out a lot so i think this new thing's going to help out a ton but again go go volunteer be part of the track crew i bet you it'd be fun anyway ed's got burgers cooking on the grill he's got more than that sometimes yeah uh restart and turn one sean gadeke joe arena made some contact both of them would spin gadeke went pit side that was uncharacteristic how freaking old is joe uh, I don't know, but I know 50s? I know he raced at Riverside. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, is is he that young? I don't yeah. think he's that old, but he's not young. <laughs> he's fifty. He's, he's got he's got my syndrome where he got gray hair really really young. Then, well, I made a comment earlier about um the sportsman division at Thompson being the oldest, <laughs> and uh, I made that to Larry and Hank Stott also agreed. So <laughs> he's like, yeah, we're the oldest. Uh, so <laughs> the average age is kind of creeping up in the old street stocks. Uh, let's go back to uh, Waterford here. Lap three, new leader was Aaron Plemons. Again, Al Stone in the Norman Brothers 12 car was charging to the front, bent tie rod and all. Lap five, another caution for a single car spin by Tom Musante, or whatever, however you pronounce that, Musanti. Stone would slide to fourth on the restart. I was questioning why, but after seeing what his uh, tie rod looked like, now I understand. And let's see. Oh, did I write the notes right? On the restart, the caution would fly again on lap 12 for Austin Flanagan. Again. Again, you sense a pattern here. We need to get this thing in, but they still caution, 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 delay, <laughs> delay, delay. They're in such a rush to get it in. That, that they, they rush look- and ruin it. It's the competitors, not the track, though. No, it's you not know, the track. They, but, they can't keep up with what the competitors are doing. Yeah, it's a comp- <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, lap 15, Charlie Canfield was making a very rare start in Al Stone's normal 52 car. He turned around in turn one. Uh, nobody hit him. Another caution. Stone would cycle his way back to the... F- oh, by the way, Al Stone is the third, by the way, Jesse. Oh, yeah, that's right. We forgot that he's the yeah. third. How did we forget? We raced against this guy for like 20 years. Well, since I was a rookie. Yeah. Thank you, Brent. Yeah, I forget that he's a third. <laughs> that's right. He broke the cycle, though. His son's not named Al Stone IV. That's Ray. Right. Um. 
Uh, anyway, he would cycle his way back to the front and give Plemons all he could handle, but he just wouldn't fire it in under him and move him. And Aaron Plemons... Wasn't going to do him dirty. Nah, he didn't do was him he? dirty. That's not how he races. No, and Tony Macrino was there too. He wouldn't do it either. So nope. uh, Aaron Plemons would take down the win, also going back-to-back, same as the King earlier. Yeah. Time of the race, about 30 minutes. It's kind of a long race. Yeah, the only reason I mention it is because in a night where time is of the essence, it's a bit they, long. they took a long time. Yeah. yeah. How many laps? 25. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, a bit. So anyway, moved yeah, on. more than a minute a lap. It didn't get much better because we moved on to the late models. SKs and oh, actual oh, SKs oh. had the night off because of tri-track. So uh, we had the late models. They didn't make it the first lap. As uh, Charlie Bailey the third. here we go again. <laughs> How many thirds are there? Christ. Stop the insanity. <laughs> Break the cycle. Uh, Charlie Bailey the third got turned around down the back stretch. Brody Monahan trying to get by, wouldn't get all the way by. Got clipped in the right rear, caught Josh Hedges as he tried to split them three wide as well to try to miss the wreck. Both of them collided, went straight into the turn three wall, and uh, both of their nights were very easily over after that. Oh, boy. P.J. Evans and Ray Christian the third oh, caught him out. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> Again, how many of them are you? Or how many of you are there? It's, I mean, Jesus. <laughs> so many thirds. Uh, They would run side-by-side side for the lead for the first 18 laps. What a race. That was such a cool race. <laughs> what a race. Good run by P.J. Evans, and I guarantee you that bottom sticky stuff helped out a ton to make the racing interesting. What a great yeah, run. Yeah, whatever that hairspray is that they put on the track. Yeah, I like it. It's making, it's making the track more racy again. I mean, the outside's still good, but the bottom is there again. So, Well, for most of them, at least. Uh, let's see. They again run eighteen laps side by side. Jason Palmer, though, uh, Christian would clear for the lead by the outside. That's why I mentioned eighteen laps. Sorry, Jason Palmer would then get to the bottom of Christian to take the lead away with nine laps to go until a caution would come out for a single car spin by a I've never seen this guy before, Michael Lundquist, I believe. And restart just as Christian made a run back at Palmer for the lead. Another caution would fly for the same guy uh, again. Restart again. Palmer would just have too much car, probably because he didn't spend 18 laps trying to take the lead away from the top side. <laughs> but, no, to be fair, his car is really that good. Um, and he would just take off with the lead and take down yet another win. Christian second. I forget who was third. All right. Move on into tri track. What time did the race start at tri track? Oh boy, um, late. I, I yeah, like I, it was. I, it had to be around ten o'clock. I think I passed away before that. Yeah, because I really don't remember much of this race at all. <laughs> well, not a lot. I didn't see the truck race at all. I, there was no trucks. I'm sorry. Tri track race. Oh, tri track. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, trucks had the night off. You as might well. have passed away too, Phil. I. Somehow I managed to stay awake. I, I don't know how. I think I was in the woods driving back from New Smyrna. Sleep driving. 
I somehow stayed awake even though I had to leave for home the next morning, which was today. Uh, it was today, right? Because you're Today's dedicated Sunday. to the show. I am. I was like falling asleep at the controls, but I had my phone streaming it and everything. Yeah. All right, try track. Kyle Bonsignor led the first 28 of 100 laps when a caution finally flew for a single-car spin by Anthony Bello, who had to come through the B-Main that I didn't mention earlier. Oh, yeah, they had a B-Main, too, huh? Yeah, they had a B-Main. Oh, they, shit. They allowed, like, most of the cars except for, like, three back, and I don't know why. Um, you got to stop somewhere. I mean, they were allowing, like, guys who... I think they allowed two cars past the bubble to come in, but not everybody made it. And those cars were, like, SKs with four barrels. I'm like, yeah, that's just going to wad up the field. Anyway, um, <laughs> Matt Hirschman took the lead by lap 29 and would lead until lap 46 when Joey Muchachara would go around off turn four for another caution. At that point, a lot of cars came down to pits, and adjustments were made by a lot of them close because yeah, it was close to the halfway mark. I believe Hirschman did not pit. A bunch of guys did not pit. Lap 63, Ryan Doucette, Sammy Ramu came together uh, on the backstretch and that was another caution. I think they had to get hooked off. Hirschman wouldn't le- uh, wouldn't let go of the lead at all since taking it on lap 29 when the rain came with 19 laps to go and the race was quickly ended due to time and weather constraints with uh, Hirschman being declared the winner. Now, why did he come to the race? Were they offering a lot of money or something? Try track. It's 10 grand to win. Huh? Plus a bonus. Oh. There was a bonus draw. In which Hirschman drew himself and won an extra eight thousand dollars. <laughs> so he walked away with eighteen thousand dollars. Hey, good for him. Screw it. He Whatever, dude. Himself. Money, Matt. You gotta have it. But yeah, how, uh, how many votes were in there? In the in there was it Matt Hirschman? Matt Hirschman. Oh, all Matt the Hirschman. chips had a sixty on it. Yeah, is probably. That, is that what it was? Is that how he was? Good? Is that how he got bribed? I don't to come know. Down there I, I don't paid? know. I don't know. Here's, we're gonna it's like, listen. Tra- we're going to get you some travel money. Here, don't worry about it. Listen, we'll, even if you, if you don't, don't win, win, you'll still get this for appearance be, money. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. I'm just talking out my asshole. We're idiots. Don't listen to us, okay? All right. Since I recorded early and screwed our Seacon correspondent, Sean Miner, because I forgot to let everybody know that we were recording early due to the fact that I suck at doing social media stuff. And I was pretty busy, let's be fair. I wasn't really thinking about it. I'm going to do my own Seacon report. Based solely- I even tried to give you heads up early, sorry. Yeah, and I f- completely screwed the pooch on everything. So it all lands in my lap. So I'll just read the Seacon Speedway <laughs> Facebook posts about the races. Send it. Sorry, Sean. Uh, somebody buy him a beer next week at Seaconk. All right. Trucks. Mike Duart would take down the win. Let's see. Duart was chased to the finish line by two-time winner Jake Venata and defending champion Rick Martin. Uh, let's see here. Amy Arsenal and Ethan Heilborn, or Hellborn. God, I don't want to say that wrong. Weren't far behind at the checkered flag. Uh, let's see here. It looks like it was his first win of the season. Sorry about that. I missed that part. Uh, I would read the point standings off, but I don't know what they say. Anyway, let's move on to 
I'll read it. I'll I'll do better this time. It is the sportsman's uh, recap here. Ryan Lynham, it says, might be finding his groove at just the right time. Oh, I forgot. They do the freaking uh, playoff thing, don't they, at Seekonk still? Yeah. Ah, Christ. Anyway. I, I don't know, and I don't pretend to understand. Thank says, you. After quite the up-and-down summer, Lynham rocketed back to victory lane on Saturday night in the Division Three NASCAR class. I forgot their NASCAR as well. With just three weeks remaining in the regular season, Adam Petty with an E followed up his recent win or first win of the season with a second place finish while Randy Moretti was back on the podium in third. Defending champion Craig Pianca and Colby Lambert followed in fourth and fifth after 25 laps. But all but Pianca inside the top five on Saturday have now won during the 2023 season. There's a bunch of other stuff. Yep. Okay. Triple Crown is next week or the finale of the Triple Crown series is next week. I need to get to Seekonk. I say this every goddamn week. All right, where is the late model race? <laughs> Somebody help. Where are they late? Oh, there it is. Okay, I found it. Sorry. Saturday's 45-lap finale of their Triple Crown series for the late model division had two different winners celebrating after the race ended. Chase Belcher crossed the line out front after the checkered flag but didn't make it through post-race technical inspection in Uh-oh. his number 35 car. Uh-oh. That meant second place finisher Vinny Arigando, Arigando, sorry, inherited another feature win on the 2023 season. Hey, take it how you can get it. Connor Souza finished second, Luke LeBron in third. It was LeBron clinching the 2023 Everett Auto Parts Triple Crown Series title in the division with his podium finish with multiple wins and now a Triple Crown title. LeBron is poised to chase the championship during the month of September. All right. Late models are back on track August 26th with the final race of the regular season set for 30 laps. Really? I thought they said there was three left. Yeah, whatever. All right. So we did trucks, we did sportsmen, we did late models. All right, let's move on into pro stocks. I like the fact that their headline division is not modified in modified country. All right. One of the few. I like it. And now that I've got this ACT car with Seekonk gears, I'm thinking maybe I'll go make a start at Seekonk for once because I've always wanted to race there. Now I got the chance. Man. Let's go try it. I'm jealous because I'd love to try that place. Jesse, you've got laps around Seekonk in practice, didn't you? (laughs) In the street stock. Yeah. And I turned right more than I turned left. (laughs) (laughs) A little loose, huh? Yeah. Just a bit free. Just a little free. Just a bit free. All right. Seekonk Pro Stocks. After a wild and interesting 60 laps in the finale of the Everett Auto Parts Triple Crown Series for the Pro Stocks, Bobby Pelland was the one celebrating two different victories. Pelland not only captured checkered flag in the race, but also won the Triple Crown title for 2023 in his number 12 car. In a year filled with speed for the former late model champion, Pelland is finding his groove just at the right time as he looks to chase a Pro Stock title in September. Dick Benoit, I'm still not calling him Benoit, came up just one spot short of the Triple Crown title in second, John Studley, impressively. <laughs> That's the only way you could pronounce that name. I had to. You can't pronounce it any other way. Come on. Studley. What a I mean, name. I mean, if you don't have confidence, that name doesn't continue ever in its lineage. That's an impressive name. Yeah. I got to give him credit. Does he really? John's a good name. It's a manly name. Yeah. The only thing more manly would probably be so, like Rick. Are you really Studley? Why don't you find out, baby? impressively finishing in third all right there's your seekonk report by me i suck at it i really wish i'd given adequate notice to our seekonk correspondent sean minor 
now I owe him more beer. <laughs> All right, we're we're getting really long in the tooth here, Jess. Do you want to add some more local news because I'm kind of out of local notes? Oh, at this I don't point. have any others. No. Okay. No. All right, just checking. No. No, we're good. All right, so I'll do buzz through some. I uh, tried to try to search for some like on Facebook and stuff, but I can't. Yeah. As I'm going through the show, I'm sure we're missing change. something, but like, eh. At this point, we're probably two hours into this shit show already. I mean, how far in are we? We got to be pretty close. Now we're 55, bro. All right. We can do some national news talking points. I really have, I've got to be honest with y'all, I got like no notes for the national shit. <laughs> I watched them. I didn't see. I all did. I saw was the cup race. I watched them all, but I didn't really take notes because yeah. I'm like, eh. I watched IndyCar. I'll watch the recaps later. Yeah, a little cup race. And then we said we're going to record earlier, so I didn't watch the recaps like I usually do just to finalize my notes. But I, here's the notes that I took. All right, trucks. This was their first playoff race for their championship, and they were at IRP. Really? Yeah, it was. Wow. Yeah, they have that staggered schedule. They're yeah, always, it's a weird schedule. Always first, and it's so goddamn confusing as a fan. Yeah, it is. So they were at IRP. I love IRP, by the way. Um, there was a couple little incidents that the I didn't mention. Yeah. I forgot. Uh, I watched the Arca series race there, which was ridiculous. I know I'm talking trucks, but the Arca race was just ridiculous. I watched two guys wreck out of like fifth and sixth, but since they'd lapped up to like eighth place, it was like watching a bad eye racing event. They were right back in their own place, like 10 laps later. I'm like, well, that was really worth it. Anyway, trucks. Ty Majeski killed them, led 179 of 200 laps and won. <laughs> That's my notes for the truck race. <laughs> this is, you know, I got to add a little bit of an addendum to this. That moves them into the round of eight, just right off the bat, by the way. Um, but this is exactly where we pretty much expected Ty Majeski to be a few years ago, but at least now he's finally starting to grow into that national role that we kind of figured he would. Yeah. You know what I mean? It took him, a, it took him a minute. Yeah. But he's, he's been having a great year this year. Oh, he's been fantastic this year. Like I said, it took him a minute, but this is exactly kind of where we expected him to be. Once he finally got his feet into the national series, moving forward, you know what I mean? Contending. And he just, killed them at IRP. Like I said, he led all but 21 laps of this race. The whole thing just killed him. So I, I'm excited to see how he takes the rest of the season. So I know there's some uh, more short tracks coming up, but he hasn't been that bad everywhere else. So, all right. Xfinity was at Indianapolis road course. I didn't catch a lot of this. I might've been out for that day. I think I was out taking my kid to the playground and doing other things, but, uh, you know, normal family vacation stuff. I was busy destroying clothes with sweat. Yeah, sounds about right, because you live in the butthole of America. <laughs> it's swampy. Freedomville, USA, baby. That's also fair. Uh, my notes say uh, Ty Gibbs ran out to a massive six-second lead there at the end, and it was pretty uneventful. <laughs> That's the extent of my notes for the Xfinity Series race. There you go. Done. That was pretty much it. Done. Good. Yeah. Some uh, contenders didn't have such a great day, I guess. That's that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, fine. Yeah, I mean. Lightning round. 
Yep, Ty Gibbs won a Xfinity road course race. What the hell else is new? Moving on. All right. The much-embattled Cup Series race, like I'd mentioned before, uh, there was only one caution, and it was on lap two for an incident, and they didn't have stage breaks. So they let the race just kind of run out, and the race ran caution-free from that point on, which was nice. I mean, do you want to sit there all day and watch a road course race, or do you want the thing to just kind of run and you see a good, honest race? Yeah. Get on with it. I'd rather let it race. I'm perfectly fine with it because we had excitement at the end. It was very close to the IndyCar race that ran on the Indianapolis road course because you had, who is it? Um, Graham Rahal. Guy leads a ton of the race. Has a great run going. Scott Dixon, what'd he do? He got on different strategy or something, right? No, what happened was, if you want, I could go into the... Yeah, please. Are we, are we on the IndyCar? Are you we'll, on Cup now? Or we'll IndyCar? do the IndyCar race first, just because I mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, lap one... Well, let's see here. Dixon would start his 319th consecutive yeah, IndyCar race. Yeah, complete Ironman race. Complete Ironman. He's got the record now. Tony Kanaan had 318. That's pretty badass. Which is badass. It's a lot of races. Ray Hall, front row. Ray yep. Hall, Letterman, Lanigan. Christian Lungard was the other guy. Yeah, but, they made a lot of engineering changes in the last few and it's been, weeks. And it's, it's been paying off. Really has. Been paying off. So they had the whole front row. Well, going into turn one, uh, Dylan, yeah, DeFrancesco. Uh, Devlin. Yeah, Devlin. Yeah. Well, he started fifth, and he got the lead four wide on the outside from fifth going into turn one. And it shocked the shit out of it. Of Graham Rahal and almost put him in the grass. Mm. Uh, Power said, fuck you. I ain't going through that chicane side by side and uh, jumped all four wheels off the ground, cutting the corner and saving both the car and his life. That's it. He he did get airborne. Oh, boy. And then halfway around the lap, the championship point leader, Alex Pillow, who's in more contract bullshit. He's like, oh, I'm not going to McLaren now. I don't think they have, uh, yeah. I don't think they have a word in Brazil or, or Portuguese that says uh, contract. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know if he understands what a contract is. Yeah, I think it's lost in translation I don't or think, something. I don't think anybody told him. No, because he's like, oh, I'm not going to McLaren. Well, now you're gonna get sued, asshole. Yeah, dummy. <laughs> Again, more legal bullshit from this guy. Yeah, so he he poked it in there two, three wide on his teammate, mm-hmm. spun. Spun his teammate Marcus Armstrong. Dixon went around. Grosjean went into went into uh, uh, Armstrong. Uh, uh, who else was it? Erickson, his other teammate. So that's three Ganassi cars in the same fucking incident. And championship runner up so far this year, Joseph Dugarden, up and on top of Armstrong. Market uh, monster truck that shit. Oh yeah, went a lap down, ring ripped off, all that bullshit. He's fucked up. He's done. Uh, so yeah, so so Dixon had to pit on lap five or whatever because of that strategy, because he had to put on tires. So he put tire. So his strategy, it's like one of those things where okay, they got hit in the mouth. The whole plan changes. Yep, they had to everything, go off strategy to try to make it up for it. Everything is all strategy, and I don't pretend to know what all this stuff is because they have to run two different sets of tires per on green flag, but. Uh, conditions per race yeah you got to run one of each at least once yeah so i mean you can get 15 laps out of the out of the uh, soft the blacks oh yeah 
And then the option tires is the one that they really wanted to run on, and they were going to run three sets. And like I said, it's complicated, and I'm not pretending to know. So anyway, freaking Ray Hall drives his ass off, and he's got a dominating race. Yeah. Hasn't won a race in six years, bro. Killing it. Killing it. Well, uh, Dixon cycles his way up, cycles his way up, and finally takes the lead on as as Ray Hall comes out of the pit stop and you know Ray Hall is digging for blood. Absolutely has a, like I said he has a won a race in 6 years. He's got a fast car. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they're going past lap cars and everything and he's trying to make up a 3 second lead. Guys just digging. And friggin he's mad at guys not pulling out of the way and shit. <laughs> It's, ra- uh, it's racing. Ryan, Ryan Hunter, want? he's like mad at Ryan Hunter Ray because he wasn't getting out of the way fast enough. He's like, oh, I shouldn't take a full lap to get out of my friggin' way. <laughs> Which I kind of can't blame him for that, you know, but it didn't cost him the race. But yeah. he got within like half a tenth, which is like right up to the bumper. Yeah, if he got there, bumpers. but couldn't if do nothing had with it. So, yeah, uh, Dixon takes his 54th win, 19th straight season with a win. Mm-hmm. Ray Hall, damn close. Super close. Super close, but he got consoled. crazy to think Dixon's been around that long. He's 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 been around forever. He's not made of the same stuff we're made of because, well, especially me, I'm flabby. But, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's built different. Yeah. So Ray Hall had to go get consoled by his hot wife. Darn. Damn. Yeah. Oh well, poor poor Graham. But they're making improvements, and that was a hell of a race because you it thought really was. That, you know, he was he was there, and he made it real goddamn interesting. And it was exactly like the Cup race. There we go. Because That's that race ran, yeah, that race ran the same exact way. You had a guy who was well. Why don't we go through this here? Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll get through it. Okay, they went like caution free for like the whole time after that two, lap two caution. So it was like over 100 minutes straight of green flag racing, I think they said. McDowell led over half of the race. Again, featured stages, but no stoppages. Uh, Kyle Busch, he had engine problems, had to soldier through all race long. He was despondent. Daniel Suarez, again, in contention to win late in the top three, had that bad pit stop and that ruined his race. And here we go, Chase Elliott. Racing hard at the end made up nearly two seconds to leader McDowell in like the t- last two laps, or even the last lap. I might have been, I don't even remember, but it was not enough. So, you got a guy racing for his life trying to get into the you know the playoffs because he had that waiver. He's got to win, got to win to get in. Same situation, Graham Ray Hall hasn't won in six years, wants to win, needs to win. Uh, trying his best, running the guy down, comes up short. Same thing. Chase Elliott runs down McDowell. McDowell's like, nope, not enough. Comes and wins his second career cup race ever. And it absolutely shook up the playoffs. Yeah, he's now in. Yeah. Because we had guys like, uh, I think it was Bubba Wallace. He was like 50-something points up, like 58 points. Now it's only 28. Yeah. You had guys I think was like Ty Gibbs was that moves, in. That but, moves him to twelfth in the points, Brent. Yeah. Ricky Stenhouse is really thirteenth because right. Kevin Harvick and Brad Keselowski are solidly in on points. Yeah. Uh yeah. A lot yeah. of popped bubbles though. 
Yeah, I think Gibbs was up by like four. Now he's back by like forty nine or something like that. Yeah, it just oh, it yeah. flipped everything on its lid. Yeah. Guys that were in were by a little bit are now out by a lot, and it changes the complexion of everything because they're going to be going to Watkins Glen. They're going to another road course next week, but this one's a lot more chaotic. It's more Chase Elliott, yeah, uh, friendly, yeah, and he did well today, and. Then they go to how many weeks we got left? Two more. So then they go to Daytona. Then they go to Daytona, and that's everybody's. That's, that's a complete be... wild card. So who the hell knows what's going to happen there? We don't know. I that mean, race shit is going to be an absolute utter shit show. Justin Haley could been here. Harrison <laughs> Burton be could a... win it. Yeah, Justin Haley could win that shit show and just fuck everyone up. Yeah, that's gonna. <laughs> it's gonna be a handling race. It could be. Yeah. I guarantee. Well, as hot it. as it's been here, it's gonna be. It could. Yeah, at least with the super speedways, you can't shift and save yourself. Yeah, no, Chase is 80 points back. He ain't getting this thing in on points. He's no, he ain't, win. he's not. He has to win. He's had to win. And he almost did today, but no. That's what I found to be exciting. I found that drama of him trying to run him down, and it's like, holy shit, he is catching him. You know what I mean? It was the same thing as Graham Rahal. It's like, holy shit, he is catching him. But nope. He needed one mistake to be there, and it didn't happen. Yeah. It's funny, Alex Bowman and uh, Chase Elliott are both have the exact same amount of points. Bowman was out, and though. He had it. Yeah, Bowman was out with an injury, so was Chase. And they have the same amount of points when and they And they also back. were suspended. Oh, yeah. You know? Suspended? Yeah. I forgot about that completely. They're suspended. Uh, well, Chase was suspended, not Alex Bowman. They were fined oh. for... Sticking with the louvers. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. No, can't. See, I forgot about that already. (laughs) When you're two hours away (laughs) into an episode, you forget things. It's okay. Yeah, I forget shit all the time. (laughs) It's all good. Anyway, I believe I am out of notes. Anybody got any last minute shit to go through? I forgot. I'm good. No. All right. I'm all set. Again, my apologies to all the people looking for this show on Monday. Which, uh, oh well, I yeah, suck at social media. I think last time I actually put it out on Monday. Yeah, but I'm not doing that to them. I'm not going to make them waste their time writing emails and shit, and you know, sending messages when we're never going to play them because now they're not pertinent anymore. Anyway, you can find this podcast early, and you can find it on every major podcasting platform. You can find it on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. <laughs> You can find us. Oh, you can send us feedback to makinglapspodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us a voicemail if you'd like to, anchor.fm. It might even be Spotify for podcasters by now. I don't even know what the hell the URL is, but try Anchor. And that is uh, anchor.fm slash makinglaps. You can find me over on uh, YouTube at youtube.com slash Brent Gleason. You can find me over at. Instagram and Zitter or whatever you want to call it now at BrentGleason01. You can find Phil at? At PJX Racing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And you can find Jesse... Huh. Here? Huh. All right, boy. Huh. In the hot box. I know that you missed last week. Boy, stop. I know that you missed last week, so you're excited to do this. Please, how do we end the show? And please do it nicely, and nobody else can see you because the camera's only for us. (laughs) <laughs> no, please do it nicely. I told you before. Come on, I know you're young. My is sausage. Yeah, I know. Come on, do it nicely. 
key to their side down and say, oh, hey, thank you for listening. I guess that's how you do it. All right. Thank you all for listening. I, I appreciate it. <laughs>